Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Sawinski. And I'm Bartek Lastname. Hello, Bartek Lastname. Hi, Ryan. We are Spin Polish. Did you know that? Uh, yes, did I you, did, actually. Did you know why we're, we're called that, though? Yes. Well, tell us. We have over 140 episodes of precedence being called that, so we are still that. Oh, okay. It's also because we're always spitting, because we're just such stylish dressers. And mm. we both happen to be Polish, isn't that right? Yes, I think this is my brother's shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that comes from. Like, your brother handed this shirt to you today. He was like, I'm a stylish dresser. I'm also Polish. Is this what your brother said to you this morning when you woke up? I didn't talk to him He, in all. fact, threw the shirt at you in your face and just said, in Polish, I am your brother, and then walked off. He learned Polish? Of course. Wow. He is Polish, as are we both. Oh. But is Bart- he always spitting? Yeah, of course. Oh. I mean, he- you're wearing a shirt, aren't you? So, Bartek... This is Unappreciated Masterpieces, the show in which we provide an audio commentary track for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary track, but that's where we say, what do we say, Bartek? What do we say to that? W-R-O-N-G. Yeah, that's right. We say wrong. We say wrong because these movies are great. These movies are artworks. Every film is a piece of art, and we delve into them and talk about the minutia of greatness that they are. Isn't that right? Yes. But Ryan, what did you mean when you said seemingly? Well, we say seemingly because there might be some people out there that go, the movie you're covering is great. And we go, they are. So there might be some people listening to this going, whatever movie that you guys covered, say Major Pain. I remember that um, That's a great movie. Why would anyone say it isn't? And I say, look at the rating online. That's, that's it. So Bartek, what's the movie we're covering? This episode, we are covering the 2011 classic film, Anatomia Strahu. Go again with that one. We are covering the 2011 classic Anatomia Strahu. Anatomia Strahu? <laughs> Anatomia. Anatomia. Strahu. Strahu. Yes. Sounds like a vampire. Are we watching Strahu Vampires? Mean fear. Are we watching Vampires Academy again? In which vampires were called Stragoons or whatever? The Stragoo? Stragoi? Stragoi. I think it was Stragoi. So Bartek, is it Vampire Academy again? No. Well, what is it? What does that translate into? Because even though I am Polish, I don't speak the language. I'm like your brother. In what? fact, you're the old one out in the Polish culture because only you speak the language. Damn, I'm so weird. So what is this weird word that you're... Anatomia Strahu translates to anatomy of fear. (laughs) Okay. Which, considering we know what the title is, that's very different to what it actually is, which is Trespass. From 2011. That's what I said. With our homeboy, Nick Cage. He's not from our home, but he's our homeboy. He's our homeboy, Nicolas Cage. Well, we're doing a Nicolas Cage movie. We need some Nicolas Cage experts. We have some guests with us from a another oh, podcast. I didn't turn left until now. I didn't notice. They were they were they were just sitting there quietly, <laughs> just being like vampires. Bartek, introduce our amazing guests for the listening people out there. For this episode, we have two guests, and they are from the Passive Aggressive Podcast. They are Dan and Matt. Hello, boys. Hello. 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 So, which one's which? Uh, I'm uh, Matt, the aggressive. Yeah. The aggressive one. Oh. Yeah. And I'm Dan, the passive one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Just like, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Passive Aggressive Podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now let's get into the Jane Bond segment. <laughs> um, I do love so Jane Bond. You guys do. So guys, hello, welcome. Uh, Thanks for having us. No yeah. problem. You guys are the Nick Cage experts. Well, well, 
I, I love Nick Cage. Yeah. Dan tolerates I, my I, love of yeah, Nick Cage. I don't know a huge amount. We actually have uh, our friend Chris, who does a segment on our show where he reviews Nick Cage movies. But even yeah. he, I think, yeah. has a limit to Nick yeah. Cage. See, I, I thought, have my limits, no, no bounds when it we'll comes to We'll get you Cage. two guys to give him a bit of a detox <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Nick Cage yeah. and give you guys the straight hit of adrenaline yeah. that is Nicolas Cage, yeah. straight to the heart. Because <laughs> yeah. this movie, Trespass, for those listening people at home or on the train, or if you're Nicolas Cage, excavating dinosaur bones illegally... <laughs> um, <laughs> This movie is a Joel Schumacher movie and a Nicolas Cage movie and a Nicole Kidman movie wow. and Ben Mendelsohn. Wow. So that's like 15 levels of crazy energy going on <laughs> yeah. because those people are all insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know which movie came first, but this is a reunion for Nick Cage and Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. The Knowing, they were also in together, I think it came they? out like the year after. I want to say Knowing came out like 2010. Yeah. So the year before? Yeah, so this is the year after, I'm saying. Like, oh, this of Trespass. Trespass. We're after. covering Trespass, Bartek. <laughs> We're not pass, covering yes. Knowing, the movie with CGI reindeer. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and so Anatomy of Fear, that is what it was called in, in Poland. In, Poland. in Polish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. It sounds like a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It does. Poland it's a, just we're can't... covering Anatomy of Fear by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Nicolas Cage. I mean, that's a great title. <laughs> it yeah, is it a great is. title. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of implies a different kind of film, I think. But, yeah, because I mean, it fits. I mean, Trespass, when you said we're doing Trespass, yeah. I got excited immediately because I thought you meant Trespass with Bill Paxton, William, <laughs> no. William Sadler, and the Ices. And the Ices. And the, the no. uh, Ice T, Ice Cube. I was excited because I love that movie. Then I got even more excited when I realized you were talking about Cage. The Cage Fest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, guys at home, you have to cover your copy of the 2011 Nicolas Cage to Cole Kidman classic. Trespass, because I've got a copy, you should have a copy, because I'm going to do a countdown from three, I'm going to go down to one, and I'm going to say play. You're going to press play, and hopefully we'll be lined up as we speak about the majesty that is Trespass. So get ready, because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So, people, what is our history with Trespass? Well, I saw Trespass the pretty soon to its release, I think, but... Uh, not at the cinema? Not at the cinema. For the 18 it was, days it was there? No, <laughs> no, it was an illegal copy, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And I'm also fairly certain I was high AF, oh. so I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember one single thing. I like you're so, using the lingo yeah, yeah, yeah. of the children. Yeah. I was high AF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we know you're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what cool. he meant was he was he was on top of Mount Everest yeah. and he had a yeah. copy of this movie on his phone and he was watching it yeah. with lack of oxygen. So, so you just... I don't remember a thing about it and watching it, re-watching it, leading up to this podcast, was like watching it afresh, watching uh, it new. And you felt bathed? I did. I... I I didn't know at the time Joel Schumacher was the director, Ooh. and he of course did one of my favourite films, Falling Down. We'll talk Ooh. about that. That's one of yeah. my favourite movies yeah, one of my too. Favorite films it also has the cinematographer. cinematographer. Now, I'm not. How do you pronounce his name? Because he's a great cinematographer. I can't remember. Andre. Andre Rio. Oh, it was that Polish name, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you would know about it. Yeah, I, pr- I can pronounce it. I just need to see it. Yeah, so... Um, I think it was Andrzej Wozniak or something. Probably that. Yeah. A great... He's an awesome cinematographer. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, Bartek, what about you? Your history with Trespass? I hadn't seen it, but something about it was very familiar. I, I don't know if I'd seen the trailers or maybe clips from it in the past, but th- there was something familiar about it, but I, I yeah, I definitely hadn't seen it. 
Fair enough. Mr. Passive of the Aggressive. <laughs> You're a big Nick Cage lover, uh, aren't well, you? Well, not quite. I, feel, I don't feel very qualified to be on this podcast because I don't watch many movies. What are you talking but about? I, I, Isn't your favourite movie Trespass from 2011? <laughs> I actually really... I don't want to get into my review too early, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, no, I... The first I'd heard of it was when you first asked us to watch it. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, it's, it's really... I, I actually really like the cast. It's yeah. It's a really good great cast. Of people. It people is who a I actually gr- recognise. Great cast. Yeah. Like Nick Cage. Nicole Kidman, obviously. Yeah. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, yep. Australian talent, yep. who's now a worldwide sensation as Bad Guy McBad Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was d- a guy that used to be in Felicity, the TV show, yes. back in the 90s. Who I wow, there's some there's some great sunglasses you're wearing. <laughs> That's the first thing that, that struck me in the very start. I was like, those glasses are dope. I mean, they're, yeah. I want those. Looks like he's been like at a shooting range. Look like like safety glasses. <laughs> he, was, he was getting prepared for kick ass or something. Like, <laughs> you know, like, here's the thing. My history with this movie is I had not seen this movie until doing it for this podcast, but I had educated myself about this movie to the lead up of its release because I am a huge fan of Ben Mendelsohn, the yeah. actor. Yeah, yes, I've loved are. him since I was like a small child, and my parents shown me his movies, maybe at an inappropriate age, but. Oh. I just um I I'm Bartek and I are actors. We love actors, and Ben Mendelsohn is one of those actors actor. Like yeah, yeah. he always plays Ben Mendelsohn roles, but <laughs> yeah. he does them so well. And yeah. I've always loved Idiot Box, a movie That's worth fantastic. checking out. Yeah, and yeah. so I like to keep tabs on his career. Yeah. And this is one of those turning point movies. Where I'm like, yeah. whoa, he's starring with Nick Cage, Nicole Kidman. And the other aspect that I kept on tabs is Joel Schumacher. One of my yeah. favorite movies is Falling Down. But I have a real hate relationship with Joel Schumacher because he's never, in my opinion, and now seeing this movie, I've inadvertently seen all of his movies. Wow. Joel Schumacher. I have never liked any Joel Schumacher movie other than Falling Down. I don't mind. Yeah. I like Tigerland. I like 8mm somewhat, which is a reunion for Nick Cage and Joel. But Falling Down is like the top tier. Like, that's the one where I go. Wow, Joel, why don't you make films like this? Like his his direction, we all know Joel Schumacher has the legacy of Batman and Robin. Yeah. And the over the top garishness of stuff like Batman and Robin or The Lost Boys or Lost stuff Boys like is that. Great. Yeah, it is great it's a good movie, but what I'm saying is I like Joel Schumacher's direction in falling down because it's the right level of gritty and grounded and realistic, but also goofy and over the top in some places yeah and for me i've had a real hate relationship with him because he's never done anything as good as falling down in my book i think he's wasting his potential is that what you i've always thought well was it michael douglas like michael douglas was a producer in that movie and he knows how to put movies together like he's responsible for one flew of the cuckoo's nest so i've always wondered well maybe it was just michael douglas kind of pressured joel to calm down a bit in his direction style and, you know, after seeing this movie, I see he's teamed up with the same cinematographer again. I see that Joel Schumacher does have that talent from Falling Down, even though I think Falling Down's far superior. That's, like, one of my top five movies. Yeah. I just love yeah. Falling yeah. Down. Well, it's I very appreciated. This is I, appreciated, uh, yeah. Also, that movie's kind of forgotten. Like, not enough people really, talk about it. it. Where was it, Michael Douglas's yeah, Oscar yeah. nomination for that performance? Like, that's yeah. one of his best. Yeah, you showed, me that, his best yeah, you showed yeah. me that film like a month and a bit ago, and it was amazing. Robert Duvall is <laughs> great at it. But I see this movie, and I finally watched it. For some reason, I just never got around to it. I just kind of remembered it as that movie with Nicolas Cage wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing I remember uh, on the poster. It's him and Nicole Kidman looking moody, and he's yeah. wearing glasses. Yeah. And I'm like, I could imagine Nick Cage being like, 
for this movie, I need to wear glasses <laughs> to look like an everyman. But he's wearing straight reading glasses now. Now, are they the same glasses as before as the shooting range glasses? I think they're different. Are glasses. they? What do you call those lenses that change as you yeah, walk the, into the, the trans? Did we have transition lenses in 2011? Yeah, I knew yeah, a guy did. in 2009 who had them. So right, when, so that okay. So I thought maybe that was it's a, weird because when I think of people who wear like reading glasses that have colored lenses, they're usually people who are dyslexic. Because oh, they have yeah, tinted yeah. different color yeah, lenses to help with their d- yeah. dyslexia. Um, what I'm saying is, was Nick Cage dis- did he method act dyslexia no. for this movie? Would when not he, surprise me. One when halfway one. through production, he decided he wanted to be the villain. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that obviously, but yeah. just for a quick rundown, Bartek, what is this movie? <laughs> like, what's it about? For people who maybe aren't as familiar with Trespass... Well, for everyone thinking that it is about the psychological anatomy of fear... <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean the Polish people? Stop being Polish. That's my punchline. Um, this film... Sorry. This film is about... It, it's one of those films that I walked into not realising it's basically going to be set in one location. Mm. Like, yeah. I thought this was, like... This was the inciting incident, and then the rest of the film will be something else. Kind of like last year when we did a uh, kidnap. Yeah. Uh, when the child got kidnapped and the mum chased the kidnapper. You didn't expect the whole movie to be her, I thought, Halle Berry, in I a thought, minivan yeah. oh, chasing a car? Yeah. Oh, I've not seen that film. Yeah, I thought, Excellent. I thought it was going to be, yeah, Excellent. like 10, 15 minutes of chase, and then the rest of it's going to be like investigation or something. But no, that was the whole thing. Mm. It was the Mad Max Fury Road of Halle Berry movies. Yeah, I, I didn't... I didn't. Necess- I walked into this somewhat blind. I didn't know that it was going to be like an entire whole thing is whole the home invasion plot. Mm. Um, and you know that's basically it. There is a home invasion plot that is the conflict, but obviously with a home invasion there has to be reasons behind it. Mm. So twists. there's so yeah, many twists, twists and yeah, turns. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed yeah. the the roller coaster yeah. ride, Dan. Yeah, it yeah. was very intense. So, but, and basically they're being invaded by four people, three men, one woman, and we basically learn throughout the film while Nick Cage is uh, stalling, I guess, mm. you know, what everyone's motivations and backstories are. Yeah, we learn about the family, we yeah. learn about the criminals. Heck, I even learned halfway through this movie that um that uh the home security lady is Saul Goodman's uh secretary in Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah, yeah, I looked yeah, that that's up on her. IMDb. I, I was like, I know this woman's face and then I was like, <laughs> Who is she? And then I'm like, Oh, better call Saul in Breaking Bad, of course. She's so I learned something too. This movie educates all. It's a educational <laughs> movie for everyone involved, except the Polish. Except the Polish. What They're, are they thinking? Uh, what are they fear? thinking? Oh, look, a bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah, it's a yes. setup yes. to yeah. an eventual payoff. Almost a car crash there. Almost car crash. It's a deceptive pole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it thinks it thinks that this is about anatomy here as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie is a return for Nicole Kidman for yeah. us. We've had her on a few times yeah, at this point. Yeah. I never thought when we started this show that Nicole Kidman would star in so many unappreciated <laughs> masterpieces of cinema. Because when I think of Nicole Kidman, I think of her as like one of the most well-known actresses in the world. Like there was that period of time where you know she was married to Tom Cruise, and even after that, where she was doing. All of these huge movies, like mm, whether I Oscar like them or not, yeah. Oscar nominated, yeah. stuff like Moulin Rouge and other things. The hours, was it? Yeah. Is that the one she won the Oscar I think, for, I think right? So. I don't. I, she's a huge star. I don't think. I think this is maybe the first movie other than BMX Bandits <laughs> that I have seen of hers. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've seen. 
Excuse, any film. Excuse me, did you not watch Bewitched? I uh, yeah. <laughs> with Will Ferrell. With Will Ferrell. Oh, I boy. barely got through the trailer, and, to be and honest. And Steve Carell as Uncle Arthur. <laughs> oh, the biggest mystery of that movie, just to delve into it, is in the universe of that movie, Bewitched, oh, right. Bewitched, the show exists. Yeah, and it just happenstance that Will Ferrell wants to remake Bewitched, and he plays right. Darren. And she is real-life witch who's going to play Samantha. But the biggest, <laughs> weirdest thing is... Will Ferrell loves the character of Uncle Arthur, and then Steve Carell comes in the movie as the character of Uncle Arthur, and then you go, so wait a moment. And there was footage in the film of the original Uncle Arthur in the show. And then you go, and but he's supposed, Steve Carell's supposed to be Paul Lynn, Uncle Arthur, so it makes you go, wait a moment, is this movie saying, one, that Uncle Arthur is, like, not a character, but actually a real-life witch, or is Paul Lynn the actor... A witch. Like, wow. these are the things that yeah. still boggle my and, mind. And he looks like Steve Carell. And he now, now looks like Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like Bewitched is a real existential... It's a like, real sort of, existential like, movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think about it a lot. I found it interesting that Nicole Kidman keeps her, I guess, normal accent, is it? It's kind of like an Australian with a slight twang. Yeah, yeah, she keeps... This is just her generic American yeah. accent, if I'm honest with you. Like... She's had some Australianisms, but not as much as you would expect. Like, I was saying this to my fiancé last night. Like, Nicole Kidman's an interesting actress because you can tell when it's a good movie or bad movie for her via her hair. (laughs) Because Nicole Kidman's got extremely curly hair in real life and she's a ginger. And it depends what movie she's in. You can tell if it's going to be a good or bad movie by the, like, how shit her hair looks. (laughs) And this, the hairdressing budget. Because sometimes, you know, the hair people don't know how to deal with curly hair. So they think, oh, we'll straighten it. And it just, like, makes it brittle. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman's one of those people who's dyed her hair, like, a million times. No one actually knows what color yeah. it is at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, in this movie, it's a gingery blonde. But in other movies, it's, like, fire red. And then other movies, she's pure blonde. And then the sometimes she's brown. Ha- We've done that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, she's, like, got black hair. And then she's blonde Stepford Wives. Oh, yes. The cinematic classic. That's the first film we did of hers, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a what with Bette Midler, everyone's favorite Bette Midler. Oh. How good th- would this movie have been if instead of Ben Mendelsohn, it was Bette Midler? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> How good. And she's and and her husband instead of a brother, it's a husband character, and it's Danny DeVito, and they're doing <laughs> and they're doing ruthless people oh, again. Love me some DeVito. Ryan, earlier you mentioned this film was in theaters for only eighteen days. Eighteen days. Really? Really? Was, 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 was that not the trivia point that? 18 days was the time between it leaving theatres and being on DVD. Oh, right. So this movie has quite an interesting history. This movie lasted in cinemas for less than two weeks. Yeah. And then was straight to DVD within 18 days. And that means this is the the movie... world record, yeah. World record of quickest turnaround of... From the you know from being in the cinemas to yeah. straight to yeah. VOD. Oh my god! They were printing made... those discs while this was in the cinema. Yeah. yeah, this movie had a budget of like forty, fifty million dollars or something, and mm. it made back twenty four thousand oh. dollars. Oh no, that's disappointing. Really? At the box office, I yeah. Was, wow. I heard it was nine million, but still a bomb. Oh right, yeah. I was reading the IMDb. It's like twenty four thousand. I read two different sources, but both of them still made it sound like yeah, it bombed by like only making a fifth of its budget or something. Which is a dis- Disappointment, you know, because yeah. it's such a, really such a solid film. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. Nicolas Cage draw in the younguns? Uh, <laughs> Not like he know. used to. No. Did he ever draw in the young people to the cinema? Well, I think when he was in his uh, his well, the the golden action period. Oh, when maybe, he was doing Con Air, when he was doing and Con the Rock. Air, Face Off. 
The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. All classic action films. Face Off is the best. <laughs> yeah, Face Off is the film that uh, made me love Nicolas Cage. Not Peggy Sue Got Married? No. Well, I, I went and saw all those earlier films after the fact sort of thing. So, sort of... not Wild at Heart? No, no, no. That's an amazing film too. It is. Uh, and he's great in it. Him and David Lynch deserve to work together more often. Yeah, Because they're true. both weird. Yeah. I remember having to explain in previous episode and even in conversation that people forget this, but Nicolas Cage isn't his full name. That's not his real name. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, um, a, he's a Coppola. Yeah. Or a Coppola. Yeah. Uh, he's the nephew, I do believe. Of Francis Ford Coppola. And his yeah. middle name's Kim. <laughs> I forgot Is that right? K I M. Remember we did that in? Our, I gave you a quiz with um celebrities fake or real names. He, yeah, I knew he Remember was a Co- Coppola. Yeah, yeah. His middle name's Kim. Um, spelt the female way. Yeah. Because usually if it's a guy's name, it's usually K Y M. Like sometimes. Yeah, Is it? Yeah, I, I think I've it's a, never it can, heard that. It can be yeah. either. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like Kim Gingell, Australian comedic icon, is yeah, KYM. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the one you think of is Kim, Kim Jong-un. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's true, a yeah. culturally yeah, different I know, name. but still. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so There's is, Aussie Ben there. There's say, old with, with, uh, with Benno. With the balaclava on. Benno Mendelssohn, yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie has two Australians in it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> We're being represented fairly in this movie mm. as... Possible cheating whore and yes. sleazy criminal. Well, there's also a poll for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. Cinematographer. I was talking about the physical poll. But... Oh, right. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's true. Uh... The cinematography in this film is gorgeous. Is yeah. great. Yeah. Like the visual storytelling in this is. Is really great and pa- it plays just as much, much as a part yeah, you don't, as the dialogue. You don't need yeah. like an Oscar Beatty big landscape shot or anything yeah. for this kind of film. I really do love a movie that allows the passage of time to feel natural. So mm. when you first enter the house, natural sunlight is beaming in and it's done in a way where it's like, oh, that's sunset. And now you look at this point in the movie, there's still some natural light coming in, but you know it's getting towards nighttime and it feels like. Yeah, this feels natural. It's not like suddenly they cut and now it's dark yeah. and it's like, oh, four hours have passed because this first half of the movie is supposed to take place in 20 minutes yeah, or something because he's timing it like once uh-huh. it gets to this point. And I love that in a movie. It's like one yeah. of my favorites is like Dog Day Afternoon where Dog Day Afternoon really does make you feel like you've gone from the middle of the day to like nighttime. Yeah. Yet the movie's only like two hours long. Yeah, we have to, we the audience has to actually wait for Avery the daughter to get back. Yeah. Avery the daughter. Mm, yeah. She, I really didn't expect that party to play into more, but then the movie was like, ah, you expected it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like when the guy's like, my dad has a shit ton of money. I was like, okay, this is going to play back somehow. Like, I actually was waiting for the twist to be Ben Mendelsohn was his dad. Yeah. For some reason, I thought there was going to be a twist. <laughs> Wait, Nick Cage's dad? Or? No, no, oh, no. the rich kid. The yeah. rich kid's dad right, who's got, like, right. a shit ton of money yeah. and yeah, drugs. Yeah. I was waiting for the twist of one of the two brothers to be this guy's dad. Right. Because, and then they realized, you know oh, yeah, we're rich. We don't need a trespass. <laughs> because you know how that's how movies work, right? Where yeah, everything's yeah. connected. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes movies just forget that they need to be simplistic in yeah. their delivery. Like, in the end... This is just a, a red herring. Like mm, yeah. it's used so that a red nearly... herring that's also kind of used as an excuse. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah. Because you know, in the end, sh- the daughter uses it to mm. incapacitate one of the villains. Yeah. yeah. But it isn't like there's a twist where it's like this guy's dad is actually the diamond <laughs> guy or whatever. Like you know, or it isn't. 
it isn't like you know Ben Mendelsohn walks in. He's like, "Watch up, son." The, <laughs> the film doesn't end like Sleepless with a cliffhanger of this rich kid being like, "My dad's been taken out, and my <laughs> uncle too." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right. Um, this movie has twists, it turns. It's a psychological thriller and home invasion movie. Do we enjoy these types of movies, these kind of thrillers and home invasion movies? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Panic Room a bit. Yes. I thought that was what was going to happen at the start. That they'd all but no Forrest Whitaker. No, no. But yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and yeah, so I, I quite like it. it I, I loved all the twists and turns. It was kind of like a soap opera, really. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how they yeah. kind of work. What about you, Bartek? We've done a couple of these thrillers, not full-on home invasion movies, but do you like this kind of... Yeah, they've definitely been some of my favourite episodes to do, just because, yeah, there's so much to look at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, yeah, we've done a lot of erotic thrillers, Ooh. but even, <laughs> even the ones that aren't erotic, like, like Kidnapped, they've been So fun. you say this wasn't an erotic thriller? There was the bit in which... Oh, there's some amazing there's flashbacks. There's definitely one, there's definitely did you, one did you not see Ben Mendelsohn's moustache? Yeah. I felt aroused. My, the the funny thing is, when you see his mustache in the balaclava, it looks like a greasy, shitty mustache. But yeah. then when you see in the flashbacks, he's got like his yeah. black hair and he looks quaffed. You're like, yeah. man, that's a sexy mustache. <laughs> it, it kind of blends in with his balaclava in a way. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like how shitty his balaclava is as well. Like it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, he's been through it. It's through it. Yeah, yeah. The holes have been stretched. That's the weird thing. So something has to have been stretching yeah. them. Yeah, his big face, his big tongue, <laughs> his big eyeballs. What about you, aggressive man? Do you love aggressively <laughs> loving home? Invasion, thrillery type. Uh, you can say well, your the... favorite movie is Funny Games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say <laughs> that I actually confused this movie because I had, like I said, I had no recollection of of what this film was about. I actually You're confused high, yeah. those two films together, <laughs> um, thinking it was that one. And from memory, well, that's that's fair because Naomi Watts is the star in that one. Yeah. And she's an Australian actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in another connective point, I think when Cage was trying to negotiate, trying to be in Ben Mendelsohn's part, they offered the part to leave Schreiber? Yeah, I think yeah. It was. It? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. So, who is Naomi Watts' husband? Right? No, it's Tim Roth. In, is it? In Funny Games, yeah. Oh, I mean in real life, in real life. Oh, in real life? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'm not up to date with the real life marriage. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I looked up Nicolas Cage and was like, oh yeah, he was married to Patricia Arquette. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what's her name? Presley. Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley. Um, so I was like, oh, and now he's getting divorced. Uh, <laughs> currently so. Ryan, what do you think of thrillers? Love them. I love them. I love a good house invasion movie like A Funny Games and A Panic Room is a good one to point out as well. I think the thing about them is it's always um, interesting the dynamic that is formed between, in each movie, the, the, in, the people who are being invaded and the people who are invading. Mm. So this movie does a really good job for me of... The power dynamics between Ben Mendelsohn and Nicolas Cage, and the other characters, of course, but between them two fluctuating. Sometimes they're friends, sometimes yeah. they're enemies, sometimes they kind of pity one another, sometimes they really do want to kill the other one. Like There are points in this movie where, where Nicolas Cage could kill Ben Mendelsohn, he doesn't. Like yeah. I feel like he doesn't want to, but then there are times where he does want to, and I just kind of love that dynamic in movies. Like with Panic Room, in that movie, for example, you actually do feel for Forrest Whitaker. And yeah. his gang of dumbasses, but also you feel sorry for Jodie Foster. Yeah, I, I did love in this film how you know when they first come in, they're like no nonsense, get on the ground. This is my house now. They're yeah. really playing up that anatomy of fear. Oh shit, I'm a real. <laughs> um, they're really playing it up, but then as it goes on, things start 
to not go to plan and they oh, have yeah. to kind of improvise around that and by the end of the film you almost pity them a bit because yeah. so many things are going wrong they're freaking out they've lost that composure yeah and Ben Mendelsohn's is not even in charge it's the big guy yeah I, I just <laughs> I guess that's what we were yeah. saying about there being a bunch of twists. I yeah. really love that about twists. this film. Lots of twists and lots sort of slow drips of information yeah. that change the story. And the, like you said, the changing dynamics. And I think it's maybe a credit to Joel Schumacher yeah. in that it never feels jarring. Yeah. No. Like it never, like in some films where that happens, sometimes it feels like, what? what? Oh yeah. Like Not, uh, very can, gradual. Can, yeah. Or yeah. like, oh, that's convenient. And it happens like, so much. It yeah. happens. There's yeah. a lot of twists in this mm. and it never feels like, it feels like, yeah, you never like it's never jarring or the predictable o- either. The yeah. only yeah. complaint I had with this movie, but then the movie was kind of like, oh, I heard you had a complaint about this, was at, for the first bit of the movie, I didn't wasn't really keen on the flashbacks. I was kind of like, yeah. couldn't you just keep it like in the now yep. and we learn this information gradually? Yeah. But then the flashbacks serve a great dramatic twist and purpose, and it actually kind of makes you think back on those flashbacks mm. and kind of go, whoa, okay, those are very different. Mm. I mean, I think maybe some of the editing on Joel Schumacher's point could have been less garish. There's like oh, a yeah. shot where Nicole Kidman's face kind yeah. of pops up. That's hilarious. Like someone was having fun with the effects on the editing software. <laughs> it's, like, it's like those interviews on the behind-the-scenes footage of DVDs when they first came out where they would have Cameron Diaz in a little bubble yeah. describing a scene in Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, the animation's so beautiful. And so you the see the giant animation. gingerbread man destroying the town. <laughs> and she's like, it made me want to cry how beautiful it was. And she's like in a little bubble in the corner. Uh, Maybe Joel could have not done that. But the, other than that. The only good. thing I was iffy on in this film was in this first half, I kind of forgot that there was the female uh, invader. Oh, because she was too busy doing crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and watching home videos of the Well, when you, well, was, I don't weird. know if you've done crack, but it really... <laughs> makes you feel like going down memory lane uh, of other people's memories yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I've experienced make that. them my memories um Nicole Kidman is is an actress that I've always had mixed opinions on. Like a lot yeah. of her movies are movies. She, her and Hugh Jackman, I can both recognize are talented actors and act or actress, but they do movies that aren't for me. Yeah. Like I like Hugh Jackman, but I only really like the X Men movies. Yeah. And then he'll do stuff like Australia. Yeah. Well, he also did Pan, right? Don't forget. And Pan, obviously, yeah. the greatest well, film ever made. Prison- uh, Prisoners is. Prisoners is great. I want him great to, film and in. the Prestige yeah. is great, and you want yeah. him to do more of those. But he likes doing musicals yeah. and rom- romantic things yeah. and soppy things because that's what he likes to do. And Nicole Kidman likes to do those kind of. I don't know how you nail down Nicole Kidman because, in, in all honesty, she's had a very diverse career. Yeah. Like she yeah. did shit like Eyes Wide Shut. Whether you like that movie or not, that's a weird choice to do. Yeah. For uh, what well, was an up and coming actress at the time, like she was still up and coming at that point. That's like in the nineties. So she could, yeah, she's just done everything. Like Stepford Wise mm. was this weird comedy. There's this, you know, there's thriller. the the invasion, which is like an action movie where yeah. she like literally broke her arm because she jumped oh, on a car, car too right, hard. Yeah. She was also in, she was in Lion, which is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. And, and she just at the moment she's doing some movie now called Destroyer, where she the plays. The trailer for that looks looks great. And she was and people were upset she didn't get an Oscar is nomination. Destroyer, the film about Matilda the robot. No, I wish <laughs> from Robot Wars. I wish. Uh, Wait, were we talking about that before? Y- no, we talked about. Robot Wars before classic (laughs) can I just point out a visual thing that I really like about this movie three of the criminals you can tell are low class crims because they wear like duct tape on their fingertips while (laughs) the big guy 
he wears proper gloves to mm. use while shooting. Like, see in the background, he's wearing these gloves. Yeah. It kind of shows the dynamic of these three are low-class, dumbass criminals yeah. that aren't professionals. And he isn't actually a part of their crew. He's a part of the actual mm. gangster crew that are actual professionals and being crime lords. Yeah. And it kind of like, that's a nice visual is, way yeah. of showing the audience yeah. that he is different to them. Yeah. Good Other work, costume his, department. Yeah, it's like a nice <laughs> little thing that you probably wouldn't notice. Uh, Nicholas Cage is losing it right now. I just needed to point this out to the listening people like he's he's doing the full you know we got to negotiate screaming yelling one of my favorite lines in this because of his delivery was in your hands they'll just be shiny rocks (laughs) shiny rocks (laughs) and i'm just like Um, i love him i love him that's one of the few scenes where he does sort of go full cage go full cage well when he gets his hand hurt he goes full cage yeah yeah, when he says it's a negotiation he goes he goes full cage a lot in this movie yeah, I think this is a pretty strong performance from him yeah. in this film. Where was his Oscar? Well, <laughs> <laughs> where was know. his Oscar? Dang it! But he's a pretty versatile actor too. He has his own method. He does. He has his very yeah his own shamanic. Uh, what, what was the name of his? I keep forgetting the name of his of his method. Shamanic uh, naturalism. Yeah, I tried to bring, it up, yeah, tried to bring like it up in Vampire's Kiss. I want to call it cageism, yeah. in which he cages it up. I love him. We got to talk about the big, whore, big elephant in the room, which is we mentioned it briefly, but Nicolas Cage yeah. decided halfway through filming this that he didn't want to do it as the husband, right. but it was as halfway through production, the villain. Right. The trivia mentioned that yeah, they were in the middle of. And he halted production, but then a day later he came back without saying a single word, and he's like, back to play the husband. And they even got, like, Lee Shriver to come in and learn lines, and then he just came back and was like, nah, I'm playing the husband. Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't know that was halfway through. I thought that was maybe at the beginning during the negotiations. Apparently halfway through filming and production, and then he just decided. And here's the funny thing. It kind of is shadowing a little bit of... Francis Ford Coppola, there's a great documentary about this, but he had production troubles with Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now because he didn't learn any lines and he was incredibly fat. And he had to halt production for like eight weeks to get Marlon Brando up to speed of how to be an actor. Oh. And it kind of just made me think, like, Nick Cage, you know what it's like to halt production and yeah. how terrible it is, but he doesn't care. Yeah, it was I... like, he's a crazy, crazy man mm. and I love him. Well, I think that's why I love him so much is because he's such an interesting, he makes so many interesting choices in a, in a landscape, in the Hollywood landscape, we have so many boring actors, yeah. so many boring leading men. Yeah. He always does something interesting. Yeah. He is just weird. Like I could understand why he would want to play the villain because let's be honest, Nicolas Cage is better playing villainous roles than heroic yeah. roles. Like, in Face Off, it's far more entertaining when he's playing... Yes. What's his name? Caster Troy or whatever yeah. it is. Where he's dressed up as a priest and he's like headbanging. Yeah, and yeah. he's like <laughs> grabbing chicks' asses, like little girls' asses because he's a pervert. And he shoots a woman. He like shoots through an air stewardess, throws her out of a car and just goes, Shrugged. whoopsie! Yeah. <laughs> like, we love Nicolas Cage for that. And not and like, you know, he, he's a good dramatic, serious actor. Like, I like some of his like more centered good guy roles like maybe the other thing's underrated is, is um i want to i want to say it's called the family man where one day he wakes up and he has a family now oh. like oh, that's the, the plot of the movie where he's like a loner and he's very much like a business oriented the weatherman, the weatherman it, the probably weatherman, yeah 
The problem is Nick Cage does a lot of movies that have similar names. The Weatherman, <laughs> The Family Man. Almost like, runs uh, with Wicker Man. Yeah. Wicker <laughs> Man, the best movie ever. Uh, but then he would do weird shit where he leans into his crazy, like Matchstick Men. Yeah. Which is great a film great man. film yeah. where he's got full-on tics and quirks and like... You know, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll drag you out to the street and kick you to your... Pissing blood! <laughs> like, so much crazy nonsense. Do you guys him. know an interesting trivia point about the film The Green Hornet? Uh, I think I do know what you're going to say <laughs> about how he wanted to play a white Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. originally cast as the villain, but... He wanted to play it as a Rustafarian gangster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Seth Rogen was like, I guess, I can't say no to you. But then he but dropped they out. Did, yeah. Didn't they go to dinner together and he did the accent? Yeah, and like, it was terrible. Dinner? Yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was like, terrible. horrible. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. they still wanted him, but then he dropped out because he did Kick-Ass instead. Yeah, and they got Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz to play Christoph Waltz. Well, he lucked out there. Well, Christoph Waltz? He, uh, <laughs> he didn't, unfortunately. Nick Cage lucked out With by taking... Ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was plays, a great role. Was it Big Daddy or Daddy or whatever Yeah, it is, Big Daddy. Where he looks like... Adam West inspired. Where he looks like Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where he looks like... I remember, yeah. Christopher Nolan Batman is playing it like Adam West. The best part ever. So, we're in a flashback at the moment, I guys. This. I love it. The sexual tension. Did you feel the sexual tension? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think Nicole is sexually tense no, or him? I think it's more him. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but that was it was a good twist because it, it seemed earlier that she was into him and maybe they've had an affair. But he mm. to reveal that no, it was just all one sided. He's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch this scene now with that knowledge in your head and you like kind of see it? Yeah. 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 yeah I think yeah. you do. You can't unsee it. It's now. It's kind of. Well, why did not see that? Well, well yeah, yeah, like, why did I not see that this crazy guy was crazy all along? The film merits a rewatch for that reason. You see, yeah, exactly. Like, look here, we got this nice little moment in which he's watching her, and you think in the original flashback, oh, this is kind of cute, or oh, he's in love. But now you look at it, and go, oh no, he's crazy, and he's stalking her, um, and it gives you a nice little payoff to the yeah. cigarette lighter being there at the beginning and the cigarette butts, and he's like, oh, he's been doing this for days. Yeah, and also his unhinged behavior during the whole present day scene yeah. just makes even more sense yeah it does and who would have guessed that Ben Mendelsohn was the calmest one in the room <laughs> it's, a, it's a twist for Ben to play that kind of role I know but he really stretched himself out I like this concerned cab yeah, driver yeah that was nice he was just like, you're sure? And then he doesn't care enough to follow through he's no. like, alright you gave no. me money goodbye it's nice you though. sure? uh-huh thank you um, <laughs> he looked like Bruce Greenwood the yeah. actor who we've had on a few times. I know, I know we've had on, but... He just had that grey hair and goatee that Bruce Green Greenwood has a lot. Maybe I misremembered, but wasn't the taxi driver a bit overweight? Uh, not Bruce Greenwood. Um, Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill, who right. was in everyone's favourite um, movie, Three Fugitives, with Martin Short. Yeah, he was the... He was the, rant, the, <laughs> he was the gangster. Yeah. He was the gangster. Yeah. So what is it about Nick Cage that we love? What is it about him? Because you could, like, a lot of people look at him and say he's not a good actor because he is over the top. He's got a, like, monotone voice and, you know, his hair always looks terrible and no matter what movie <laughs> he is in. Rather, rather than look at, like, the good-bad spectrum, I think it's more fair to say that he's a specialised actor because he, in the films that we love of his, like Vampire's Kiss and this, like, he's bringing something yeah, to it that yeah. makes it work. With, and G-Force. And G-Force, of course, <laughs> the voice. Um, where if you just got a more normal actor, as Matt was talking about, yeah, it wouldn't have been as interesting. Like, you could definitely have a more normal, you know, fatherly figure in this film, 
Mm. Um, but we have Nick Cage, and he brings what he brings. Mm. He, he puts in a hundred percent every time. He yep. does. Yeah, uh, he commits. But have you seen the movies in which he doesn't put in a hundred percent? Oh, during the tax, <laughs> his tax problem years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. years in which he owed money uh, for buying illegal dinosaur bones. Yeah. Yes, and castles in, in. Yeah, did you not know this? So, oh, right. and you had a comic book collection or so, something. So, so, so. Well, he's named after Luke Cage, the comic book character, oh, and he named okay. his son Kal-el or Jor-el or one of the Superman. Oh. Superman names. Yeah. Kal-El, uh, he's crazy. Uh, I love him. But, like, yeah, he bought dinosaur bones that were actually illegal. Oh my but he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for those bones. So, in fact... <laughs> what did Leo he... want with them? That's a good question. <laughs> um, sort of key to we're so enamored by Nicolas Cage that... Yeah, yeah. yeah you DiCaprio's don't think of DiCaprio, Mr. I'm environmentalist good guy, <laughs> buying dinosaur yeah, Illegal dinosaur bones, too. I don't know, some sort of concoction to keep himself young so, or something like that. To improve yeah. his acting. So yeah. you, you guys are older than us, so you've seen very different stages of Nick Cage's career yeah. evolve. For us, for our generation, there's this whole prestige of Nick Cage at the moment as being this meme machine. Yeah. And basically yeah. for a lot of people our age it was nation- the National Treasure uh, movies. Yep. Like, yeah. him being like, oh, steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that in itself, yeah. well, you guys had more, like, face-off yeah. and yep. stuff. What's it like to see Nicolas Cage go through these different stages of kind of weird stuff? I, I love it, personally. I love it, because you get a little bit of everything. He started off as maybe, like, a character actor. Yeah. And Oscar... Oh, then, yeah, so Oscar potential. Shot to stardom when he won his Oscar yeah. for leaving Las Vegas. Uh, there was Kiss of Death before that, the, the movie Kiss of Death. I think where he when was David Caruso. Yeah, when was Moonstruck? That was definitely before. That because was definitely before. He did he he got nominated. He didn't win for that share one, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And <laughs> was, now, who was who directed that? That was um, I can't remember. I've only seen it one time, if I'm honest. <sighs> yeah, it had Sher in it, right? Yeah, well. old yeah. Sherry Sher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When, did oh, you know sure. when Thatcher died, Margaret Thatcher, there was a trending hashtag that said Thatcher died and people read it as that Cher oh, died. Oh, I remember that, yes. <laughs> and sure. Cher was like, I am not dead. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, Nicolas Cage has evolved quite a lot. Like he he's has, got, yeah. You know, he's he's gone from different levels of craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a wacky guy. All sorts of genres of films as well, from art house to this flat out action, Michael Bay. Yeah. And kids' movies. And kids' movies, yeah, 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 yeah. As well. Yeah, like the National Treasure movies. Yeah, yeah. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Oh, the best movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you would do weird movies that you've never heard of, like yeah. Pay the Ghost or something. I yeah, definitely haven't yeah. heard of that one. It's a movie in which he has to find his 13-year-old daughter who's been kidnapped oh. by ghosts. Oh, my God, another kidnapping. One he has thing, a, yeah, he does have a movie podcast, upcoming. Yeah. In our podcast, I'm getting annoyed because all the movies Chris... It seems to review it involve pod, uh, involve kidnapping of Nick Cage's children or <laughs> grandchildren or well, well, wives or Liam Neeson must be furious. I know, that yeah, he's I stepping know. in on his territory every time. Yeah, I, Chris I, mentions the word kidnapping. Oh, another one. I've only listened to your first episode, and I think that was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of them. Uh, I've got a big question: Is there a female equivalent of Nicolas Cage? Oh, that's a good question. Jeez, mm, I'm gonna have to. That's a, it's a tough question, I know. One doesn't <laughs> spring to mind immediately. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oscar-nominated actress, I guess. Yeah, I, like, I wish there was like a female equivalent of, of him. 
Like, like, oh, that crazy chick, she's, she does all the crazy stuff. Like, I just can't think of one, but yeah. I wish we, there was one that you could go, oh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or Glenn Close. Maybe, yeah. Glenn Another Close. this year nominated actress. Yeah, Glenn Close is a good one because she does weird art house stuff, but then she does weird shit like 101 Dalmatians, but mm. also she's a respectable actress. But then she'll do something like Fatal Attraction. Go back and watch Fatal Attraction, and it's like yeah. Nick Cage could have done that performance. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. over the top. I, I don't know. It's... I, I want to see a movie in which Nicolas Cage has a wife that's like the female equivalent of him. Yeah, that would be very Where nice. he plays his own wife like it. Yeah, that oh, would be. Sort of, <laughs> adaptation <laughs> where he plays his own brother. <laughs> Nick Cage's yeah. real life conflict is he's trying to outdo his wife. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. That's why he's had three of them. And he thinks he's still failing. That's why he has three of them. Like, he's had three wives because he keeps trying to compete with them. He's like, Patricia Arquette, you're down. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I want to see a movie. My ideal Nicolas Cage movie would be a weird movie. I like his weird ones like Leaving Las Vegas and Vampire's Kiss and stuff. I want to see a weird movie in which he has to compete against his own wife, who's also weird (laughs) like him. (laughs) And you could call it, like, you know how he does a bunch of movies like Mum and Dad, where it just says what they are, or The Weatherman? I just want this one to be husband v wife. <laughs> oh wow, that would be blockbuster. And the yeah. poster is him with that blank expression that he has, doing a mild jog towards the camera. Because <laughs> you know he has all those posters, yeah, where it's like Explosion him mildly him. running, yeah. and he's got like that bewildered face on. He's like, huh? <laughs> so. We're getting to the point in which the criminals are kind of losing it. You know, mm. they're kind of losing their streak. The daughters come back. We're entering the arc of... Uh, the Nick- Covenant? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the narrative arc of um, Nick Cage being more injured and having to be a bit more subdued. And also crazy. Why yeah. did why did he put his jacket around here? I didn't get Because that. he put a, uh, a, a tracking thing in it. So oh. he put a watch in it that yeah. ticks off so that they could find her. Oh, I didn't understand. If I was bit. her, I would have checked the pockets. But <laughs> yeah. also, she just came back from a party. She knows she kind of pissed off her parents. So yeah. her, her senses aren't all there, guys. <laughs> you know, when you used to rebel against your parents oh, by going to a friend's house that had a safe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, cash it's true. Sometimes, sometimes I'd forget that uh, you know I was being home invaded at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be so distracted by my parents. <laughs> I, I do love that he has a thumbprint thing, and then he kind of wipes his fingers along the yeah. keys, and then decides to tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Did you like the twist, guys? Yeah. That there was nothing in there all yeah. along. I did, yes. But did you like the twist later that when he said I put the money in the house, he was actually telling the truth? Literally in the house. Literally in the house. In the wall somewhere. In the walls of like where they're renovating the house or putting an extension on the house. Now I think you have a different version of the film that that we do because out the the titles the subtitles subtitles that we got. Now of course the daughter's name is Avery. Avery, Yep. Yeah. But every time her name comes up on (laughs) In the subtitles, it says a very, a, a very, a, two separate words, a uh. space, very. <laughs> I think ours was a dodgy, yeah. A, a very, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it proved to be a little distracting. I managed to put it out of my mind after like the 10th. Yeah. Like I was looking for it for a while. 
And then I just sort yeah. of managed to... I don't know why I was watching it with captions on, because you can turn them off, Matt. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you know that? <laughs> I knew it, but I, for some reason I just left them on because they automatically came on with VLC. Yeah. Well, we got our, our copy illegally, we don't should say. that, Matt. Well, arrested. I got it from Dan, so I'm not oh. going to jail. <laughs> And, uh, Hear yeah. that, police? Yeah. Our loyal listeners, the police. <laughs> I just, <laughs> right, I just, uh, I just flipped well. on you so quick, then. Oh, yeah, he, you know that if you were in a pickle, he would betray you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he would give you up so quick. He would be like, you would be Ben Mendelsohn, and oh. he would be the psycho brother. He would shoot you in the back. <laughs> Just like that. See, if went, he could if uh, he could get a slice of Nicole Kidman, he yeah. would betray you. I went through legal means. I just had Nick Cage act it all out for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you uh, phoned him up and he was like, it, one was, man show. It's a very weird way of watching the film now that I think of it. No, <laughs> I, I, did, is weird. I did a little bit of digging up of trivia. Do we know how old Nicolas Cage is? 50? I'll guess and say 56. He's at least eight. He's 55 turning 56. Yeah, right, yeah. Very good, Matt. How old is Nicole Kidman? Ooh. I will take another guess <laughs> and say she is 48. Hang on, I'm she... going to have a guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say 52. Oh, I was going to guess 52 as well. Yeah, uh, 51, 52. 52. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So this is one of those few movies. She looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah she does. Uh, this is one of these few movies in which they don't have a large age gap between no. yeah. the yeah, male yeah. and female star. Because I was actually looking at that being like, how much older is Nick Cage? Because Nick Cage has been around for ages and yeah. he kind of ages differently to most people where (laughs) like Uh, i think there came a point in 1998 where he looked like this and he's just kind of stayed looking like this like this thin cage like really thin cage and stuff like moonstruck and leaving las vegas and then there's baby fat nick cage where he's got jowls yeah yeah it's the dinosaur bones. It's done something to his <laughs> DNA. I thought, of dinosaur bones. I thought you said like he has dinosaur bones <laughs> in him. Oh, He's just that yeah. old. Is that why he's buying them? Because he was transplanting them. He was so uh, replacing his skeleton. Actually, you know when you're a baby and you have more bones and you kind of lose them because they fuse together? Yeah. What happened was when he was a little baby triceratops, <laughs> they, they fell just out. Like they oh. fell out. Yeah. And he actually was just buying his own bones back. <laughs> That's it, because Nicholas Cage is a thou- like thousands of years old, yeah, yeah. hundreds of thousands of years. He's a old. dinosaur. That makes sense. Yeah, I could imagine him playing a dinosaur. That would be cool. He probably he might probably do a voice for a dinosaur. Yeah, kids wasn't movie. he in he one of those? I was gonna say, wasn't he in the cruise? He was the, the, the caveman movie. Mm. Yeah. What's the film with Whoopi Goldberg where she's a cop and her partner is a oh, dinosaur? Oh, you, you mean Theodore Ty- Rex? Theodore Rex. Theodore Rex. Mm, the movie yeah. where she's a cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. God damn. Okay, fun fact about yeah. Theodore Rex was she did not want to do the movie, oh. um, but they said that she made a verbal contract, which doesn't actually hold much water <laughs> because she knew the producer and he said, "I have this idea for a movie. Would you want to do a movie with me?" And she said, "Oh yeah, sure, if it's good." And then. They threatened to sue her for $90 million if she didn't do Theodore Rex. So she had to do Theodore Rex or lose a shit ton of money. So that's why if you watch it, she looks like she doesn't want to be there. Oh, wow. But the saddest thing is she she still does a great job because she's an A-grade Oscar-winning actress. It's been a while since I've seen that. I I remember the dinosaurs were, were just basically... They... Suits were borrowed from that show, The Dinosaurs. Yeah. No way. Right. What, a Disney show? I'm pretty sure. Dinosaurs, yeah. not yeah. the mama, not the mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that so show. the thing, I love Theodore Rex because it's so stupid. Like, I've seen it twice and it gets better every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just the most awful product ever made. And Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> doesn't want to be there and wow. she's a cyborg, but they kind of don't make it 
makes sense that yeah. she's a cyborg because there's this one point where she gets shot and she just sparks and they're like, oh, she's a cyborg. I could check oh, that yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you reckon Nick Cage and Nicole Kidman would get along well? Do you reckon they like sat and had lunch together? And well, he's a professional yeah. and they've worked. He's together. a professional. He's, he's he, from all accounts. I don't, from people in Melbourne yeah. who have worked on, oh, yeah, of course yeah. he's done a few films in Melbourne and yeah. oh, you people say. I've talked to, he is a, a consummate professional yeah. who was always kind to me. He carries a crew of of at least 10 to 15 hairstylists with him wherever he goes, <laughs> but he is, he is extremely glue, friendly. To glue it yeah. on, yeah. yeah. He's extremely friendly and very professional. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to overhear just be a fly on the wall when they're having lunch and hear what they talk there's about. There's so many weird stories about Nicolas Cage. Like, I, I can't remember. I was watching a, one of those... There's one of these videos online. There's this channel online that has, like, actors discussing their greatest roles. Most iconic yeah. roles. Yeah. Most yeah. iconic roles. They have Nick Cage talking about his stuff, obviously. That he, he, during Face Off, he wanted to talk more about Vampire's Kiss, <laughs> but you could clearly tell that they said you're not allowed to talk about it. Because that's his favourite role he's ever done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but like there was some actor, I can't remember which one it was. It was someone who did like a Dracula movie and Nicolas Cage wanted to be Dracula, but then he didn't do it. And he got this person to be Dracula and he was doing it as a producer role. And he was like, Hey, Hey, here's an idea for what you could do for Dracula. How about you do it on rollerblades? <laughs> and then he was just like, I had to argue with him. That was a stupid idea. And then well, he never be. brought his it uncle, up again. His uncle directed a Dracula film. Yes, the greatest Keanu Reeves movie ever made, in which Keanu had to do an English accent for mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. And Dracula was Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, Van Helsing was Anthony Hopkins. Was De Niro in that? No. I did Nero play Frankenstein at one? Am I no, you're, he did. He did play Frankenstein in his own movie of Frankenstein. Right. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Right, right, right. I'm getting and those confused. You, you wonder how Robert De Niro sounded as Frankenstein mm. when he got to talk. He said, "The master." <laughs> exactly like Robert De Niro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the best role ever, yeah. Robert De Niro. We haven't seen him since our last movie, Shark Tale, yeah, uh, in week. which he played oh, an Italian boy. Jewish gangster because he literally <laughs> says, Oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie has a cavalcade of gangster, criminal, mm. home invader characters. Other than Ben Mendelsohn, who did we enjoy in his crew? Bartek, I know you, you love the crackhead woman, so we don't need to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually remembered she existed. Well, I, I enjoyed this guy. Yeah, I, the redhead I, guy. I, this big, guy here. Big boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah I enjoyed this guy. Big boy. Yeah. He Did played... he name? He was called Big Boy. <laughs> well, they called him the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Big the guy. big guy. I thought he was great, I thought he was great actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I remembered him because he used to be in a, a TV show, which I love, Felicity, back in the 90s. What is Felicity? Felicity was J.J. Abrams' um, TV uh. show. About a my girl favorite, in my favorite person, <laughs> yep, yep. JJ Abrams, uh, it's, it's, whom it's, I despise. It's very soapy, which I love. That so stuff, it so. was about a girl in college. Yep, whose and she name loved, was Felicity. Yeah, she loved these two guys. Okay, um, was he one of them? No, he he worked at the local bar and was friends with one of them. So, oh, okay, yeah. so yeah, who was Felicity? Was Kerry Russell? Kerry Russell. Yeah, we've had her, her on the show. Break. Yeah, Lil Sheen. I can't remember, but we've had her. <laughs> She's uh, amazing. Seemingly always plays a waitress. Every film I've seen her... Waitress is Oh, you mean the, the movie yeah. Waitress? That's really yeah. good, that one. <laughs> Wait, the Waitress, yeah. where the, the director of that film couldn't finish the movie because she got she, brutally no, murdered. she died. She got she, brutally murdered by her... The director son. did? Yeah, of The Waitress. She didn't get the fully finished film because she got murdered by a gardener. What? Yeah. Holy I shit. I didn't, I didn't realise that. Happened. And now it's a musical. Is a it? stage musical. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
because everything's a stage musical. Heather's so is a stage musical. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter's. A Adam's stage family musical. is a musical. Oh my gosh. Um, will we see Trespass the musical? That would be interesting. I'd love to see. Well, will, it's only one set, so that would will be Will Nicholas yeah. Plage play Avery? <laughs> <laughs> He's known for that. He's known for wanting to play other characters. Like in Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, he wanted to play. He, he wanted, wanted to play the cult guy. Yeah, he wanted to play the cult guy, but they 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 said no. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want like, him to you be play the lead, red. just for you know, like you said, the poster. You need mm. Nicholas Cage on the poster, yeah. so you got to have him be the main protagonist. Yeah, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. He's a yeah. Would you want to see this as a musical, Bartek, where Ben Mendelsohn comes in and he's like doing jazz tap fingers uh. and he's just like. Negotiations <laughs> are mine, and then Nick Cage is like, "I'm in charge of the negotiations." There are, there are definitely little diamonds. They're like rocks. There are definitely little moments I would definitely like yeah. to see in like a musical form. I would like the song, "They're Just Shiny Rocks" yeah. or "Shiny Rock," and it's played like David Bowie glam rock, like like in um, Moana the movie how out of nowhere there's like a David Bowie psychedelic oh, yeah, the, the song shiny. sung by the villain. Because not the main villain, but he's a villain in one scene, yeah, yeah, but more villainous than the actual villain. But like, it comes out of nowhere. I would like that in a musical that's more like your Broadway musical where they have like Nicolas Cage singing about money, money, money. <laughs> I could see, I could see a musical of this having like a lot of focus on like the party scene or like she's a bad influence on you or something like that. I would love yeah, a scene in which cool. it's Nicole Kidman's talking about just wanting to be boned. <laughs> Because throughout this whole movie, her big conflict is she hasn't been fucked in a while. Yeah. Oh, and actually, if I totally you're married that. to Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban, I'm talking to you, <laughs> make sure to fuck Nicole because she's, have a nice she has up. high standards. Set a reminder on your phone. Yeah. If there's anything to learn from this episode, it's fuck specific Nicole. person, do specific thing. Well, yeah. When you said that, of course, I immediately thought of that shot, which never is really referenced again. I thought it was going to come back, but again, was it probably another red herring where she has some brand new undies. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's because it was showing and that she had an idea for a sexy night. Yeah, that she was going to have Nick a date Cage, night. Nick Cage was just like, I need diamonds. Yeah. With his he's, diamonds. He's and she's like, well, you're not going to have... Insatiable lust for diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Nicole Kidman's uh, vagina. Instead of Nicole Kidman's <laughs> diamond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if Nicole Kidman... Oh, wait, wait. I love this. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, look how playful there. There's two Nicole Kidman's on screen at the same time. Wait, it's going to come up. She comes up in a little bubble. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bubble the cold. That's gonna be the thumbnail I use. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first year of film school. Oh, here's oh, the problem. That's here's the problem too. There's that little joke inside your brain that Nicole Kidman has a big forehead. Like, that's one of the things people yeah. point out. And putting it in its own little bubble oh, doesn't oh. help. <laughs> doesn't help. Um, in this movie, they try to cover up her big forehead with her having, like, a fringe and bangs, yeah. and it's all mm. messy in well, front of her. Well, hair's great in this. You mentioned her hair yeah. before, but right now, thinking about it, I didn't think about it, even think about it before, but yeah. her hair is great in this. Her it, it changes, too. Yeah, well, she's getting changes sweaty. They, sweaty they, hit, yeah. they hit her. Hey, you know what I loved about this movie? The bad guys weren't pussies. They actually hit the woman and child. Yeah. yeah. In movies like this, they always find a, con- like, con- concoct a way not to. Yeah, like, yeah. They're always like... No, no, we can't do that because that would show that we're bad guys. And, yeah. like, that's the point. 
That's the point. Yeah. What I'm saying is more movies need to kill women and children <laughs> and hurt them. That's what I'm saying at the end of the day. Being the passive one, I have to disagree. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only passively, right? Yeah, like, you, yeah. you resigned in your disagreement. You're like, oh, I wouldn't say that you would need that. By <laughs> default, you disagree, but you could be convinced. <laughs> you could be convinced. If, like, yeah, if, if it I, helps the story. If it helps the story, then yeah. yeah. It's is... like in the new Halloween movie, Michael Myers doesn't kill children but why wouldn't he he kills everyone yeah. and everything yeah why not <laughs> is there ever a point in this film where either nick cage or uh nicole kidman leave the house but then come back i think nicole yes does. nicole gets in the car yeah. at one point doesn't yeah, she yeah she gets in the car. right that's right. Um, they also go to the extension of the house and the mm. nail gun doesn't work and they bring him and the daughter back in nicole kidman is left running outside for a little bit she tries to get into the garage by doing the numbers but then ben mendelson grabs her and is yeah. like aha i'm here i'm ben right right I did like randomly halfway through the movie that Ben Mendelsohn kind of wanted to fuck Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah there was that sort of, <laughs> yeah, that, was that really, one yeah. bit, wasn't there, in the, in the kitchen, right? It's getting a bit random. Joel Schumacher, Joel Schumacher is an incredibly gay man in real life, and oh, a lot he? of his films oh. come off as very homoerotic. Lost Boys yeah. and Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin yeah. in which he has yeah, bat nipples and the badass. And George Clooney specifically was playing Batman gay, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. Apparently. <laughs> um... So when, in this movie, his whole entire thematic issue is someone or everyone wants to fuck Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah. It comes across very interesting from a gay filmmaker's perspective of saying, hey, Nicole Kidman needs a hard fuck. Well, again, movie. Ryan, her conflict is that one specific person isn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. that's pro and then one does want to, and that's a problem, because, because he's, he's crazy. And she's married. And she's a married lady. I did like that that... Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn randomly is like, I want to fuck you. And he doesn't even know that his brother hasn't yeah. fucked her. He mm. thinks he has, because he takes his brother's word. But, oh, little did he know, the brother didn't take meds. Uh oh here goes the action sequence. He threw a chair, everyone. <laughs> that was amazing. He threw it pretty far, too. Yeah. Could you imagine if this was made today? In which, you know, today's action movies or things, there always needs to be, like, explosions yeah. more. Slow-mo. Slow-mo or a beam in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, and at the end there would be a post-credit stinger where yeah. like Ben Mendelsohn's hand comes out of the flame, <laughs> so he's yeah. just like uh, scarred and burned, and he's like, "I'll be back." Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're, that's yeah. a kind of a trend yeah. now with these movies. Like, Bartek mentioned it briefly. We did a movie called Sleepless, and that movie ends with like a stinger. Or another great movie that's really worth checking out. If you guys haven't seen it, it's so great. It's called Unforgettable. Oh. We did it on the show. It's got Rosario Dawson yes. and Catherine Heigl. Uh -huh. And Catherine Heigl's mum is Cheryl Ladd in the movie. You know, oh, one does who... she play an obsessed? Is she, is yeah, yeah she's she like a crazy woman. Ex-wife or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and yeah. her mum's Cheryl Ladd, who, you know, for people who don't know, was the one who replaced uh, Farrah Fawcett. And On the Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Oh. And Cheryl Ladd's her own actress. Like, she, she isn't just the one who replaced her. Like, she's her own great actress. In that movie... Spoiler alert, Catherine Heigl gets killed at the end. Oh. She stabs herself with a knife. You can't... Look, uh, I was going to interrupt you there and say that makes me extremely happy. <laughs> I knew that you'd say that. But then, I'm not a fan. But then here's the not twist. The movie ends... And then the movie comes back again for post, like a mid credit scene yeah. in which someone rings the doorbell and then they look out, like Rosario Dawson goes outside, doesn't see anyone, goes down the driveway, she sees some college kids, goes back inside, the dog's barking, she turns around and there's Cheryl Ladd standing there <laughs> and she's like, 
grandma's home and and rosario Dawes is like oh my god oh my god that's the best sequel wow. bait ever could, yeah. could you imagine the psycho thriller of grandma yeah of that grandma really coming actually. around cheryl ladd as grandma yeah, yeah. watch out grandma's home <laughs> like i love the idea of like a serial killer movie yeah. and it's betty white or someone like oh, a really yeah, old yeah, lady yeah. who's really sweet the only real old lady actress I could think of that could be genuinely intimidating as like a mean serial killer old lady is Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's scary looking. Wasn't the Kathy film... Bates maybe? Oh, no, but she's gr- not as old as you she's would not want as her to old. be. How he, old is she? She's like in her sixties, I would say. Yeah. She up. still looks like Kathy Bates, so yeah. like she still looks like she could do misery today. Yeah. Even though she's less fat, like, you know, yeah. the part of the charm of Misery is how tubby and, and how innocent she looks. And then she's like, no, I'll break your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, James Kahn. Um, Bartek. Yes. What was the most tense moment in this film for you? What made your butthole pucker? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Falling from a great height makes me pucker my butthole. Oh, okay. Um... I, you know, Roger Ebert reviewed this film. And that was the most tense moment. <laughs> <laughs> was esteemed uh, film critic really Roger Ooh. Ebert. What will he think? He gave oh. it two out of four. Oh, so wow. Out of four? Why is he only rated out of four? He always rates out of four. Oh. He always rated out of four, okay. I should say. Um, and at one point he mentions that, you know, when, when the guns are aimed at people the first time, it was tense because, oh no, someone could get killed um, but for him, the fact that a gun was going to be aimed at someone and no one was going to get killed eventually became, you know, a sticking point for him because, oh, there's so much gun aiming in this film, but no one gets shot. But they do shoot Nick in his leg. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. But I, I disagree with that notion because I think every time the gun was pointed, even though, obviously, if you kill someone, their character's gone and the story's going to be halted. Unless Nicolas Cage gets, like, a resurrection stone or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> But but I, I I felt like the the threat was always there. It was always tense. I felt yeah, like anyone definitely. could have died at any moment, even though like no one does until the climax. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, 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 See, yeah. I I agree. This but this sequence here was the most tense for me, where the daughter mm. has to convince mm. Saul Goodman's secretary. Yeah. that they're fine. Yeah, I she did that, a good job. She did a great job. They both did. Look, I like you could see the journey that mm. the sec- Saul Goodman's secretary goes through of kind of being like. I don't believe yeah. this, too. Yeah. Then being Maybe. like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Kids be kids, mm. right? The, the I deserve to die sequence is also pretty tense. Because yeah. it also kind of came out of nowhere. Well, it's because Nicolas Cage... See, see Bartek, it's a... Well, he's not in that sequence, Burke. No, no, what I'm saying is Nicolas Cage parallels because he has the I want to die sequence in this movie throughout. Okay, I was talking about um Ben Mendelsohn and Nicole Kidman in the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is there's a parallel there because Nick Cage throughout this movie is going on this suicidal tendency and it's now infiltrating the rest of the family and the criminals themselves. Mm. Because at the end of the movie, he's just like, you'll get a bunch of insurance for my death, basically. Cause he's, he's worth more he's dead. He's worth more dead. Yeah, he's worth more dead. Yeah. He basically, it's death of a salesman. <laughs> you remember Death of a Salesman? Well, the whole point of Death of a Salesman is he tr- he can't get any money. He's a crappy salesman, and he kills himself for the f- funeral for the insurance. But the uh, the irony, the tragedy is 
the family don't get any money because it was a suicide. Oh, and that's kind of like, yeah, and there's like parallels between this and that, where Nicolas Cage comes across like he's this well, maybe, powerful... Well, Cage getting one right in the thigh yeah. there. Sorry, sorry to interrupt Oh, yeah, right, right near his... Well, it was probably near his dick, because yeah. we all know Nick Cage has a big dick, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yes. He's like an elephant. <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's, that's what everyone's heard. Yeah. Like, we all know Big Dick Cage is his real name. <laughs> Go get a big cock cage for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. That's why. That's why he called himself Cage. He has to cage it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I found that whole phone sequence very intense. What about you guys? What What scene really, you know, made your palms sweaty? Mm. Uh, the, the final I, one for me. The final. I know we're not there yet. Maybe we yeah. can talk about it a bit more when when it comes up. But it was the final one in the extension. Probably yeah. was was the one where I wasn't ex- like I was like okay. I know from the running time we're near the end. I don't know. Who's going to make it here? Yeah. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be... Uh, that was the bit for me. And then when a nail gun but, gets involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you were saying about the tension before, this I think Joel Schumacher, again, to talk about him, he does an excellent job of maintaining that tension mm. with, in one location, which is really hard to do. Uh, he directed Phone Booth as well, right? Oh, um, I think with he Colin did, Farrell, yeah. and that is another movie in one location, even smaller than this one, <laughs> <laughs> that has terrific uh, tension all the way through it as well. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Phone Booth is a decent little little yeah. movie, nice little shocky movie. Mm. But well, is it as good as Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> <laughs> with everyone's favorite rom- romantic leading man Gerard Butler, <laughs> who is like the UK equivalent of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nowhere near as talented in my... Just just for my two cents. Uh, excuse but, me, uh, have you not seen Gerard Butler in any movie ever? I've seen Geostorm. You mean and... you mean to say it, Geostorm! Because <laughs> yeah. the movie is written... The title's written... The, the name Geostorm's written in all caps. Oh. Yeah. Like, when you look it up, it's in all caps. No so you can't just mark. say it like Geostorm. You have to say, Geostorm! <laughs> A movie in which he is a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> and they routinely fly up to space to control the weather. What? Yeah. Oh, I haven't, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a bit in Geostorm yeah. where they have to explain why he has his Scottish accent. Oh. Or his accent. Um, he, he goes... I was born in the UK. <laughs> but he was raised in America. Like groundskeeper but he was raised in America. Oh, Gerard Butler. I love him. He's like one of my favourite actors because he always plays Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no one yeah. else can. He was in Gods of Egypt, right? Yeah, he played bad guy. He played <laughs> Egyptian Jared Butler. Gerard, yeah. He didn't do any accent. Yeah. He tried to. He uh, saw Brian Brown and tried to mimic his accent. <laughs> now, he was recently in a submarine movie. I love submarine movies. Who, Gerard uh, Butler I'll, or Brian Brown? Um, Jared Butler, where he plays a submarine. Uh, where he, <laughs> a submarine? he plays a submarine. He, he, he plays the actual submarine. He's down Opening in the... scene, people are boarding <laughs> the submarine. Boarding Jared. Where he opens his mouth for them to get a submarine version uh-huh. of Meet Dave. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. In a space. In a space. I, I always mention in a space. Oh, I like that one. Um, yeah, that's a great film. Where Gerard Butler's injected into Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. Gerard Butler's the modern day Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I Except say, yeah. for he hasn't done Enemy Mine. No. 
which is one of oh, the wow. greatest movies ever. God, man, I haven't seen that since VHS. Oh, it's so good. You need yeah. to watch it again. Mm. Enemy Mind's a great sci-fi movie that people overlook, and Lou Gossett Jr. gives a great performance as an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a TV show of that too, I'm right? I'm pretty sure, I'm yeah. pretty sure. But, uh, oh boy, this movie, Trespass, guys. Did it live up to the title? Did they trespass? Well, very yes. early on. Yeah. <laughs> well, or yes. did they let them in? Well, yeah, that he was very dumb, I thought, to just open the gate without looking at the security camera. So, well, he did, and he saw a police... You see a police badge. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 but you don't see their faces. So, Ryan, mm. are you saying that this film should have been called uh, Impersonating a Police Officer? <laughs> no, I thought Let's you were going to you gonna say the title of the Polish one. <laughs> Anatomy of Fear. It's called Anatomy of Fear. Yeah, should this movie have been Let's Be Cops? The... <laughs> Except not a comedy. Except, played, well, totally, yeah. some people would say that Let's Be Cops wasn't funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 take that. Take that, Damon, William, uh, Damon Wayne's son, <laughs> who's in that movie. Um, yeah, this is an interesting movie because it's got one of those movie titles that is just a one-word title that's yeah. very generic. Yeah. Trespass. This movie could have been... But at the same time, sometimes a generic title can be great because it makes you have a sense of security. Then you watch the movie and you're like, whoa! Yeah. yeah. Like... Like Kidnap. Like Kidnap, where the movie's called Kidnap because someone gets kidnapped and you're like, ah... It's simple, yeah. but it didn't lie yeah. to me. It's not like... Movies where their title is a lie, like, you know, those kind of movies where it's like, yeah, we're going to call it Deer Hunter, but it has nothing really to do with deer hunting. And you're like, well, well, liar. Or, you know, stuff like that. Do you have an alternative title? What would be a good title? Dan, what about you? (laughs) Other than Anatomy Anatomy of Fear. What would you call Uh, this movie? Oh, okay. Um... Oh god! Put, put it on the spot. Impersonating Ten- tension, police officer. Tension in the house. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just needs and something it starts, better. That's, and it starts that's ice, erotic thriller. Yeah. And it starts ice tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ice tea and ice cube, just so you don't get them confused. And, and, and as the ice. daughter, tone yeah. low. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's probably why it didn't go so well at the cinema because people just saw the title and went, eh, "That just sounds." And generic. you got Nicolas yeah. Cage with glasses, and they're yeah. like, oh, "I don't want him with glasses." Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just need something a bit more exciting. I would have called this movie something along the lines of them, like something along the lines with diamonds in it. Like, oh yes, yes. Like you know, diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough would actually be pretty good, but you spell it like rough, like the noise the dog makes, <laughs> and it has a picture of a dog on the poster. <laughs> that's what was missing from this. They needed a pet. They needed to have a dog. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, that's and a the crazy point. guy yeah. kills the dog, oh, and then God, actually people, no, no, I don't and then people at home will be like, oh no, no not the doggy, no, yeah. and then you know the bad guys are bad because they killed a puppy. Yeah. The and aim- then Keanu Reeves is loading up his gun next door because I feel like John Wick lives John next Wick door. Lives, yeah, yeah, next definitely. Door to these yeah. Guys. Yeah. And he's just loading up his gun and he's just like, killing puppies. I'm not up for that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this dude? Is he? He looks familiar. I I did not actually look. He was one of the few I didn't look Uh. up. I I think he was in the TV show Felicity. (laughs) (laughs) He probably was. This is a security guard for Felicity. He played Felicity. Oh, I thought that's why he looked familiar. (laughs) I like, I'm still puzzled that you liked the show Felicity. I don't know what it is. Well, yeah. And I feel like I need to know why. Why you liked it? I like things that most people don't like. That's like what, that's like crappy Felic- sitcoms and, and uh, soap operas and uh, <laughs> shows from the nineties. A lot of TV shows from the nineties. If you want shows from the nineties, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Warwick Moss. What else are we mentioning lately? 
Uh, Merlin from Big Brother. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, that's those are more two thousands. Yeah, that was that's two, true, early two yeah. thousands. When are you going to cover um, that TV show Newlyweds with oh! Jessica Simpson and oh! that guy? I think you're talking about new- Newlyweds with um the woman who used to be in Neighbours um and remember that oh like, sitcom, the blonde, sitcom the blonde lady. from the, yeah yeah. Anyway, that when are you going to cover the Australian sitcom that I feel like only I remember, which is Sit Down, Shut, Shut Up, Up with the, Stephen well, Curry? And did you know that that was made into an animation in the US? Oh they bought Lord. the rights to that about 20 years after the crappy <laughs> 90s sitcom. And I actually remember liking animation. the Australian sitcom because that shows about teachers yeah. being assholes and Stephen Curry. But yeah. like, And also um, Matthew Newton was in it yeah. as the main character, I think. Uh, no, Stephen Curry, pretty sure. Maybe they're both in it. Ma- yeah. Look, they look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Curry. Was uh, Vince Colosimo in it? That's the big question. I don't... Ooh. Is it really an Australian product yeah. if Vince Colosimo doesn't Vince turn Colosimo. up? These days you need Asha Ketty or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you need Asha yeah. Ketty to turn yeah. up. Or there's that other woman that's the blonde lady. <laughs> oh, um, the one who's in all the ABC shows. Miss um, Fisher, and, is it? No, no, and Place to Call Home. Um, oh, that, yeah. Dusseldorp. My... my no, what's her name? No, there's that, I can't remember. There was this woman and she had this whole Marta TV show. Did get an Australian TV for a second, people? Yeah, because yeah. I know that's gripping. <laughs> there was this show that Channel 9 was like, this is our flagship show. It's about police people on boats. Oh. And we used real boats. Um, <laughs> water rats. Water rats, is that what you No, mean? no. This oh, one was Sea like, Patrol. Sea Patrol. Sea Patrol. Oh, yeah. And oh. it was like, the woman from that was like <laughs> Asha Ketty before she turned up. Yeah. Oh. Um, Gold Logie winning... She's in that sitcom Who's with that? Peter Hellier. At, um... Oh, Lisa McCune. Lisa McCune. Yeah, Lisa McCune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lisa McCune. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask, while we're on Australian TV... Being Polish, were you fans of the kids' TV show Spellbinder, which was filmed in Poland? Uh, or was that too I can't before remember, your era? I can't remember this one. It was what like was mid, it about? Mid-90s. It was about this girl, a, a boy who accidentally went to a parallel world oh. where the Spellbinders Relatable. ruled. And they had these um, electromagnetic suits <laughs> that they used to like shoot electricity at I kind of do remember this um, a little. And then he had to try and find a way back to our world. S- was our world not Poland? <laughs> our world was Australia. <laughs> so it was filmed in Poland. Half of it was. Yeah, the, the Spellbinder world was Poland. So Bartek, did you know Poland is a Spellbinder world? You've been there. Can you confirm? <laughs> there were lots of castles. Does that sound like Poland? I mean, I visited a Polish castle. Yeah. Was it Spellbinding? <laughs> I said it. It was a bit orange. It was a bit orange. orange. So just to I was busy to, watching actual Polish cartoons. To briefly ah. talk about your podcast, guys. Yeah. Just to talk because we're on the topic of you, you, you guys covering stuff. You guys, your podcast kind of covers a lot of things. We have a, yeah, it's yeah. hard to nail it down into one sentence. Our podcast because I want to be like a lot of different segments. Yeah, you mm. guys talk. Sometimes you interview people. Yep. yep. Recently, you interviewed helicopter. Uh, Report, traffic reporter, traffic reporter, Miller, Miller, yeah, yeah. Yep, who does the sunrise traffic in the mornings. Does she um, talk directly to Koshi? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. I don't think so. We didn't ask her what. Yeah, I meant to ask her. You, you know, should what's have asked like? her yeah, yeah. if her no. best friend is living penis. Koshi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a lot of different segments. We do. Yeah, we do. Um, Cinema Cage Watch, where Chris reviews uh, Nick Cage. A Nick movies. Cage film, and yep. you guys. Go really? That what happened? And yeah. you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've never heard of any of them. And then we have Stu doing Snack Watch, which is obviously snack reviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to play TV theme quizzes where Matt has to guess what the TV show which, is. Which which one of you goes delving into Instagram? 
Oh, that was oh, me, that was yeah. Insta Slam. That's my Instagram segment where I give you the latest Insta- Instagram news. Yeah. And what, what's your segment, Matt? Explain your segment. Oh, I do a segment called The Shit List, which is basically a, uh, a top three things that shit at me during Makes the week. Makes angry. That's yeah, why he's aggressive. Yeah. Got, and, any, got any updates for us for this episode? What's 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 some shitty things what's that happened? What's coming up in our next one? Well, um, you might be on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slight spoilers for the next one, but maybe there might be uh, something to do with animal attacks. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of animals attacking humans. I don't know if you, <laughs> I am, you know this. I'm also a big because, fan of this. Because um, it's a niche subject. my basic view is humans are trash and we deserve it. So... <laughs> So I love it when someone gets attacked. And recently there was a Jaguar attack, I oh, believe, I did hear in, about that. in uh in America. That's probably going to feature. Okay. Yeah. And it should have, mm. Oh wow, I love yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I love with you guys too. Yeah, you guys really delve into talking about just random Australian yes. things like that's, that's my influence mainly. <laughs> yeah. And or robot wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Like yeah, like I, I love having like I talk to my fiance trying to remind her about Australian things that Australian TV tried to force us. <laughs> like, do you guys t- remember um, there was that time where Australia decided for two days to do Saturday Night Live? They used they tried on to do a version of Saturday Night Live, which was like This Week Live or something like that, and had Colin Lane and all of oh, these reels. Oh yeah, I do things. remember that. Yeah, and it only lasted two episodes, and it was so horrible that they immediately expunged it. Yeah, from I totally Australia forgot about history. that. Yeah, or Australia, this is how great Australian TV is. We tried to make bingo like this yeah, exciting yeah. game show that, that was yeah. on prime time, <laughs> yeah. and then they got rid of it because it was rigged. Uh, yeah. What's it? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it was a big thing. It was like, did you know that Channel 7's oh, bingo no. night was actually pre taped oh. and rigged and oh. you couldn't actually win because you're supposed <laughs> to play it along at home? That's right. You had to get like get the Herald Sun to get you. Yeah, or printed or printed off their website yeah, yeah. and right, stuff yeah. and like that. Or we live in a time in which we've seen Andrew O'Keefe upgrade quiz shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's actually like people make fun of him, but he's pretty amazing. I mean, he how... is Johnny O'Keefe's nephew. Exactly. So... Well, yeah, uh, he's actually a long lost relative of me because my who isn't? I think my <laughs> everyone my my I think my mum's. Third cousin or something was Johnny O'Keefe. Well, I come from the town where Johnny O'Keefe, the oh. rock musician, crashed his car. Where's that? Kempsey, oh. New South Wales. Okay. And his manager died, and he also nearly died, and he caused him into a spiral of depression. Oh, jeez. So I come from that town that causes one of Australia's best rock musicians to feel depressed. Wow. So that, that's a nice experience. Yeah. Well, I come from a family that listened to Johnny O'Keefe once. Oh, really? Just once? <laughs> that's nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you come from Ballarat. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I come from Ballarat. Ballarat. I've heard yeah. the name Johnny yeah. O'Keefe <laughs> one time. Oh, now we should... Uh, foreshadowing. The foreshadowing that yes. we, we talked about before. Back Which the is payoff. the yes. Polish culture finally gets its revenge. <laughs> There's a poll. <laughs> the poll. The one Polish citizen is like, that's not the yeah. title. And, and takes out. <laughs> <laughs> takes out the drug uh, addict because also Poland no 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 to drugs <laughs> isn't that yeah. right Bart's like we're very no 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 to drugs I Yeah. also so. to women's rights <laughs> um, wearing seatbelts wearing seatbelts <laughs> oh, you know nice tasting water yeah yeah uh, <laughs> very conservative yeah What's that thing with water you've told me about? Like, oh, they're obsessed with um, carbonated, carbonated water, water oh. which is like, hey, do you want water? But s- that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very big these days it. here as well. Everyone's having it. 
Um, I got a text randomly the other night from a friend of mine just talking about the Polish culture. I got a text randomly saying, My mum wants to know, do you like cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I haven't well, eaten I haven't eaten that much cabbage. Do you but, like capusta? But hold yeah, well, hold on, hold on oh, to that okay. thought. I just went, I'm not the world's biggest fan of cabbage, and then I got a text back being like well, my mum is stereotyping Polish people right now because apparently they are the world's biggest fan of cabbage. Wow. <laughs> is that a fact, Bartek? Bartek, is that a fact that we love cabbages? And cabbage, is that like our biggest cuisine? I don't know if it's biggest, but now that you mention, I do notice a lot of cabbage in like Christmas meals mm. and stuff. Well, that's just in general. But... And, I, and I do know the Polish word for cabbage, which I don't know all Polish words, but I know that one. But what then... Kapusta. Kapusta. Yeah, kapusta. Um, kapusi. No. Sounds like it'd be like a Russian swear. Oh, kapusta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because then he was like, then he was like, I'm at a Polish restaurant right now in, in Melbourne. I'm like, we have one of those? There's one in Dandenong. Um, and I was just like, good luck. Polish food is pretty bland. Good luck. <laughs> I hate uh. Polish food. Uh, and then I got a text back being like, We'll defy that legend of it being bland. And then I got no text back to confirm that they defied it. And then I phoned him and he's like, oh, no, no, it was pretty bland. Because <laughs> Polish food is lame. Yeah. But a Polish sausage is pretty good, though, right? Oh, but any oh, sausage guess, yeah. is pretty good. Well, that's, that's true. They, that's... The Polish is the language that has kielbasa for sausage, mm. which everyone knows, apparently. Yeah, well, that's a famous. But as we're talking about famous scenes... We find out that the crazy brother was crazy all along. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> who would have thought? And Felicity's friends, um, bartender, just bit the dust. Oh, there. Did you shed a tear? Uh, no, he was <laughs> a bit <laughs> evil in his side. Wait, but were you like, I remember Felicity? Yeah, I was... think he was a bit of a prick in. Oh, can I swear? In, yeah, um, in Felicity no, fuck, as well. you can't swear. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Dan? You can't swear. Yeah, he was. He, I think he might have been. Yeah, a bit angry in Felicity. So. You don't like angry characters? No, because no, I'm You're passive. passive. <laughs> this film's full of angry characters, but, but you love them. But don't you like <laughs> passive-aggressive characters? No, no. We should, we should put a slash in, in between passive Oh, just make it clear. Make it clear. That, right, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It should be passive plus sign oh, aggressive. Oh, that's a good idea. Passive plus, <laughs> passive aggressive, plus aggressive equals podcast. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie, they kill. they start killing... The bad guys, yeah. which well, is just so upsetting. As we learned from the IMDb trivia, Ryan, this film has a body count of five. That, that's, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> that is good to know. I think it's the 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 trespassers and the uh, security, security guy. guy. Yeah. But could it be six? We don't know if yes. Nicholas survives. I was wondering that. It's yeah. left open-ended. Well, the thing is, Ryan, IMDb said five. Mm, IMDb's <laughs> always right. <laughs> he got me there. Yeah. I thought there yeah. might have been a scene after the credits where like, he was on his deathbed or something. I would have loved... I actually said this. I was like, okay, and credits now. My fiancé went, no flash forward now. And uh, then it was actually credits. Uh, and I was like, haha, I've proved myself right. But yeah. then we watched all of the credits. And I was yeah. waiting for one of two things. Uh, mid credit slash end credit cutscene, or you know how sometimes they play credits where there's still like audio playing. Yeah, I was waiting for like the ambulance signs, yeah. and then Nicole Kidman be like, "He's not gonna make it. Yeah. He's not gonna make it." And the daughter being like, "I am a very bad." About it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he got boned. <laughs> yeah, Nicole That's Kidman's like, and fuck then... me now in front of my daughter. <laughs> I need the fuck. I need it now. And then in pa- me. And then the paramedic says, don't worry, I am Dewey said five. <laughs> my, my, You're going to be all right, son. <laughs> my vagina just needs it. It's got cobwebs in there. It's getting to the point of sand. In fact, I'm making diamonds in there. That's how much time has passed. When, when the daughter and the female... Um, uh, Methodic. Yeah were driving and she said like I'm gonna go to that party I'm gonna blow like I thought that she was actually gonna say something sexual (laughs) you could say it you thought she was gonna blow the young children (laughs) there was a line in this movie that made me feel very uncomfortable but also made me laugh which is the point where the daughter says to her friend um how should I act and she says legal oh Which is very yeah. disturbing. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously the means she's underage, but it's like, ah. Even Nicolas Cage did say that there'll be older boys. But he said it like, oh, you know, there's going to be older boys. And as a dad, that makes me mad. And he's, yeah. he's, he's like, because he's on the phone. Worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it so nonchalantly because he's, he's Ryan, still wanting Ryan, to be Ryan. on the phone. The thing about nightmares is it's related to fear. Oh and the God. thing about fear is, well... We've been talking about Poland. Yeah. And the anatomy of it, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. of course. Oh, it all connects. Uh, so Ben Mendelsohn got abruptly killed. Uh, Ozzy Ben. Ozzy Ben is no old more. Old Benno, when's he going to win an Oscar? I hope he does. Well, I hope he does, too. There's so many great movies that he does outside of those big bad guy movies. Like, like you know, he does Ooh. Robin Hood. Yeah, the one you saw, Bartek, where he plays a possible... Well, it's one of those movies where it plays around with the whole fact that he was like a pedophile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of it. And that's a. I want to see that movie still because it's, it's, it's like mm. Ben Mendelsohn playing a slightly shady character. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, sign <laughs> me up. It was great in Mississippi Grind, was it? Yeah, called? with Ryan it? Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah. Great in Ryan Reynolds still talks about that movie very fondly, mm. which is quite fun and unique. It was yeah. great. I was going to say, he's great in the Henderson kids, but I don't you think Dan- <laughs> Sorry. Now you're going way back then. I, don't. Yeah, I think well, I would only, the only one who would get that uh, reference. Uh, excuse me, I've seen Ben Mendelsohn in Idiot Box. Oh, so I, I know he's fascinating. Yeah. The, yeah. the Big Tangle? Steel? Tangle's a good one too. He's in The Big Steel, right? I think so, yeah. Right, you talked about a TV show where he was in the first season and he was good, right? Oh, Bloodline. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's this Netflix TV series called Bloodline. That went for three seasons and it only needed to go for one. <laughs> no, like it, it was one of those things where you know how Netflix doesn't know how to end series. Yeah. Like they clearly didn't need more than one season of Stranger Things, but they yeah. decided we need more. Yeah, don't spoil the second. I haven't watched it yet. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> it's just more of the same. Like more, more. more. Things, in yeah, Bloodline, oh, wow. in Bloodline strange. is a great show. He plays like the black sheep of the family, and yeah, yeah. the whole premise is the first episode. You see, it's flash forward. Ben Mendelsohn's dead. The main character is oh. dragging his body through the swamps in Florida, in the Florida Keys. And he's like, I didn't mean to kill my brother. And then the whole series, the first season, is leading up to oh that event. God. And then the rest of the seasons are them in the aftermath of that event. And you're kind of like, whoops. Wow. Ben Mendelsohn was the most interesting character yeah. and kind of held yeah. it all together. And then they got rid of him because you had to. And you're kind of like... This doesn't need to keep going, but it is. And I watched all of it. And because I find a way to bring his twin, like he had, a, he had an exact twin. <laughs> That's perfect. And his name is also the same character <laughs> name. And he's actually not a twin, but in Looking. fact, he survived. 
Is it in uh, Beer Fest where a character dies and <laughs> yeah. he's the exact same, yeah. he's the identical twin brother comes uh, in and I insi- he insists that he calls I, him the same I like when name. TV shows do weird, TV shows and movies do weird shit like that, like Dawson's Creek, yeah. they would have stand-in, like a guy would come in and have a little like sign that says stand-in for whenever they couldn't get an actor in. <laughs> oh, like an actor was sick or something. Yeah, or couldn't yeah, come like, in, they would just have stand-in yeah. come yeah. in. <laughs> or like TV shows that do weird stuff like that all the time. Like yeah, those soap opera yeah, shows do yeah. that very well. Like remember Soap, the TV show. Oh soap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The TV yeah. show that started Billy Crystal's career. Yeah. And they would just do weird shit in that show too, <laughs> like that. Like oh, Benson's not in this episode, so we better comment yeah. on it. In today's episode, Benson will be played by uh, yeah, someone yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming to the oh, fiery man, end. The oh, she's here. trying to have sex, but it's just not working. Because his penis is bleeding <laughs> out. Yeah, he's been shot in the penis, Dan. Uh, so the movie's ending, but I've got to ask the big question before mm. the movie ends and we get into our reviews and ratings. Would you fuck Nicole Kidman? <laughs> Bartek? It's Keith Urban's job. Uh, <laughs> Passive-aggressive, guys? Come on. Well, uh, well Would you mm. passively have sex with her? And would you aggressively... Uh, I've got to say I agree with you in that uh, I don't want to mow anyone else's lawn. I, I, I but at respect same time, the institution of marriage. But at the same uh, time, it's Keith Urban. It's I don't I like mean, him uh, at all. So, <laughs> so uh, to finish, yes, I would. I would definitely. Uh, I think I'll just have a threesome with Keith and Nicole. <laughs> you really want Keith there and he's, <laughs> he's playing right. his guitar he's while... Like noodling away yeah. on, a, on a guitar yeah. while Stroking you... his little, like, little with... goatee that he has yeah. or whatever it is. He yeah. can sing a romantic yeah. song. Uh, the, answer, the answer of <laughs> Joel, I mean, uh, Joshua Michael. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah. The weird thing is Keith Urban doesn't actually seem like much of a douchebag because he doesn't no, really flag himself off, but he looks like a douchebag. I, I just don't like country and western music. I can't oh, remember. no. So but I disagree with you, you there, Matt. You can't, uh, uh, well, I'll agree with him. I came from the birthplace of Slim <laughs> Dusty, so I can definitely uh, agree it sucks. But like, Polish name's coming up, right? Yeah, Ooh. have a look out for cinematographer, Bart. There we go. There it is. Andrzej Bartkowiak. Oh, okay. So I've been pronouncing that a... wrong <laughs> for my entire life. What? How did we say my before? My favourite cinematographer. Uh, I said, Andy Bojong. I said Andre Bartizuak or something like that. I said. <laughs> I said Andre Rior. <laughs> well, Andre is kind of like everyone's favorite musician, Andre. David Buckley. Yeah, uh, he's, had, he's had a very interesting career, Andre Bujuak, <laughs> in, in that he's done all these great films like like Trespass. Yeah, and, and I Falling think Pri- uh, Honor. He's done uh, oh, Turns of in Turns of Endearment. I yeah, think he did, and Falling Down, as we talked about yeah. before. But his directorial cr- career is great. Is Great. Different end of the spectrum, though. We're talking Exit Wounds. We're talking uh, Romeo Must Die. Oh, that's a classic. So entertaining films, but a world apart from, let's say... Some of them deserve Oscars, you know, (laughs) Romeo Must Die. And some of them don't, falling down. Yeah. (laughs) So let's get into our reviews and ratings of the movie. I'll Mm. go first. Trespass. An interesting movie for very nuanced reasons. It's a return to form for both Nicolas Cage and Joel Schumacher. They're teamed up again and they're delivering again, showing the world that they're not done yet. But also a starting off point for people like Ben Mendelsohn, who wasn't as well-known in the mainstream at this time. I mean, he's now in every movie. He's been in a Star Wars, a Robin Hood, everything. He's in everything, and everyone kind of knows him as Bad Guy McBad Guy. But this is a starting-off point for him, so I kind of appreciate that this movie is kind of a return to form and a starting-off point for people involved in this. It's 
an interesting home invasion movie. I do appreciate that it stuck to its merits of sticking to really the central location, and it did a good job of kind of letting you know the feel of this house and the feel of the people in the house. It had many twists and turns mm. of, is Nicolas Cage lying? Isn't he lying? Why would he lie? What's the motivation of our characters? Ben Mendelsohn gives a great performance yet again and has a delicious mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to give this movie a rating, which I do, Bartek, I'd have to give this a big old bad guy McBad guy played by Ben Mendelsohn. Um, Bartek, let's hear from you. I also really enjoyed this film. I thought that it... I don't know if it revolutionized uh, the thriller genre, but it definitely played it very well. I I guess I haven't really seen as many home invasion films as I've as I've thought I might have. I guess the closest that we've done on the show before would be When the Bow Breaks, which is sort of like a life invasion. Kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. the surrogate mother living with them, but she's crazy. I I thought this film was done very well. Uh, you touched on earlier, Matt, that this film set all in one location, uh, and it gave us a very, uh, like, an intimate feeling with the location. It, it's a very good thing when when a film can do that, when any sort of entertainment medium can make you just be familiar with this location. And it was, you know, even though it's, it's a bittersweet ending, obviously they lived, but that... that do was- they live? Mm. Well, well, not all of them might live. IMDb, IMDb trivia. Thank you. Thank you Dan. Yes, thank you. Someone's uh, listening. Yeah. I wait, and then I was waiting for someone to be like, "They live." You mean that John Carpenter classic <laughs> in which Keith David, Keith David refuses uh, to wear sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, yeah, they lived, but the house that we became so familiar with burnt down, yeah, and that was sad. That was very sad. And, and yeah, we've just been saying things through the whole episode. There's been many twists. Nicolas Cage does what Nicolas Cage does best. Surprise us with, you know, things that are familiar and things we weren't expecting. This is a great film. I wholeheartedly recommend it. I give it a... A big erected pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who wants to go next? Uh, well, well, I don't think I could do a good as good a review as you two guys just doing there but I, I agree almost identically to you this is a a tight taut sort of thriller that is solid in just about every aspect of the production the cinematography the direction all very tight and the script as well mm. and that's what you want from this like you said it doesn't revolutionize the genre but it does all of the things it needs to do very well yeah and i enjoyed it a lot uh and like i normally like nicholas cage films just for the I can see that Nick Cage is in it. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, this. I think this one is a cut above the rest. Oh, yeah. Cut above the rest, mm. and you can definitely see the sort of the class of Joel Schumacher, that sort of thing, rather than the sort of the maybe more direct DVD fare that he sometimes dabbles in. You can yeah. see that that the the class of that in that. So I'll give this eight. Nick Cage standing in the breeze with his <laughs> hair blowing in Con Air out of ten. Uh, wow. This movie is tight. Yes. As tight as Nicole Kidman's. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she ain't getting Don't twist my words, tight, man. Uh, she, ain't, she ain't getting any. As tight as her will to not get with the younger brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Nice that's save. that's Great where save, we're yeah. going. That's where uh, we're going. <laughs> and, and a pussy, but uh, go on. Uh, There's uh, a cat in this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like Matt and I should disagree like David and Margaret, yeah. but I actually quite enjoy <laughs> so it. So which one are you? You, David uh, or Margaret? I'll probably be Margaret. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm the old I'm sorry, guy. I'm sorry, I'm David, yeah. but I disagree. <laughs> and then you would do that weird cackle. <laughs> and then Ebert's like, I'm the only one that matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I had no expectations because I'd never heard of it before. But um, yeah, no, it was it was really great cast, um, interesting characters. I liked that um, all the characters were quite kind of feisty and stood up for themselves. They didn't sort of like the daughter especially was yeah, and she didn't you know want to feel like she had to sleep with that guy. She wasn't pressured into it. Refuses drugs. Yeah, yeah, she's very smart. Yeah. Yeah, she she had the great line where she's like, where, he's like, where are you going? He's like, somewhere to vomit. And she's like, <laughs> like there's a bedroom here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? I love the the weird flashbacks with the weird editing. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would give it one big diamond in the rough. My score. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I I think it's good. In the rough world, there's this one yeah. diamond. Yeah. I like yep. the idea that there's that that's a title of it and it's not rough like the dog. Yeah. And there's a picture of a dog like there's a picture of a dog on the poster that's not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> during the nineties we covered movies like Empire Records and a few others that for some reason on the movies poster there's a dog on oh, a poster yeah, on that's DVD, not yeah. in the movie. Oh, really? That's yeah, that was a phase in the 90s, apparently, okay. where a bunch of movies had dogs on the posters that weren't in the oh, movies. People love dogs. Because it was like, whoa, there's a dog in this. Yeah, must yeah. Be, I've got to watch this Must film. be crazy. Yeah. This is all about a record like, store. Like, yeah, 90s and 2000s. Maybe it's because of something about Mary. That had a picture of uh, a dog in, like, a yeah, yes. full-body cast. I think it might be more related to that whole notion that, that dog people, sell. people like dogs. Yeah. yeah. Unlike yeah. cats, which suck, right? We all agree. <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, yes, definitely. This movie even agreed. It had no cats. Yeah. Well, Except the pussy. <laughs> Except for Nicole Kidman's You guys Kidman's thought pussy. there was clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so Bartek, you've gathered some comments from the interwebs. Ooh, I'm sure that they loved wow. this. Uh, some did. Uh, please hit us. <laughs> I won't, but I'll tell you what I have found. Oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> Dan thanks me because he's right in my vicinity. And he would have and he would have and he would have passively taken a hit. Yeah. He would have thanked you if you Well between Ryan and I, I'm the passive and he's the aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we've got clones here. Ryan looks offended. Are you now? (laughs) Yes. Okay, I'll 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 take that. (laughs) Ryan's gonna edit in something like me yelling or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna edit in that one time where you're like, Shut up, will you let me speak? Shut the fuck up and let me speak. What's that thing you say? Wrong. Wrong. Oh, you have a catchphrase. Wrong. Do you have a catchphrase? That was oh, that boss was from baby. the boss baby. Yeah, yeah. We love catchphrases. Which, by yeah. the way, I looked up that comment chain and we were wrong. <laughs> oh. So, my catchphrase in this show is every now and then I like to say once, twice, three times a lady. That's true. Yeah. I've said that like a majority of episodes. Uh, somehow I work that in. Somehow nice. I yeah. shove you it also, in. You know what you say even more often? You nailed it like Christ. Yeah, Ooh. you nailed it like Christ. And then people are like, what? Like on the cross or like yeah. carpentry? Yeah. Well, and, and I'm it, like, and then I say Mary Magdalene, of course. You should have said it in this movie. There was the nail gun scene. Oh my God. He nails his foot to the <laughs> he ground. He nailed him like yeah, there Christ. Was, yeah. There was a fat pizza special where they did the Last Supper and when Jesus yeah. was getting nailed, Bobo was using a nail gun. There's, oh. Bartek does have a running theme of letting us know if this has any reference point to Saved by the Bell. Oh, I love Saved by the Bell. <laughs> we should have talked about that earlier. Like, like, there's a whole series of episodes where you had to mention Screech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he was then, in the film. And yeah, then yeah. I would randomly be like, 
why is he called Screech? Is it because he's got a screechy voice and Bartek just will be like, that's just what he's called. That's just what he's called. There's no reason. That's just what he's called. And I'm like, there has to be a reason. Yeah. I also bring up Eurotrip sometimes. Uh-huh. Yes. Eurotrip. The, yeah, the cinematic classic Eurotrip. But did but anyway, these people hit us yeah, with cinematic yeah. classic lines? Yes. Such as horrible garbage movie. <gasps> I, this is from the IMDb. Uh, sorry, this is from YouTube comments, by the way. Oh my right. Gosh. Horrible garbage movie. I feel sorry for Kidman, Kidman and that other hot chicky who is in it. <laughs> Two point five out of ten. Oh, that poor hot chicky. <laughs> now these comments, these YouTube comments were on the trailer, were they? Yes. That was like, right. So right, actually right. Watched the movie. So I assume that they've seen the movie or they're judging it off. The... Sometimes Some of, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily, but I think most of them have yeah. seen it because they are commenting about it. Yeah. So he watched the movie and then he went to YouTube to find the trailer and then was like here's <laughs> my he, review guys. yeah yeah and some uh, trailers have many many comments yeah if they're if they're released like around the same time as the video is uploaded and it's a film where the trailer was you know first released yeah they, they tend to be reactions yeah but i guess for older films yeah they would be more like oh i discovered this or yeah. so the next yeah. like the next comment's gonna be a 10 out of 10 right mm. I, I mean they're not then not all comments have to be reviews, Ryan. Yeah, but... <laughs> In fact, positive. this comment is, I don't understand why y'all think this movie oh. is bad. This movie is good. A lot of secrets unfold. Yes, that's, that's true. A, well, yeah. That's a straight-to-it, tight comment. Almost as tight as Nicole. Go on. <laughs> I agree, y'all. And then sometimes there's conflict between commenters and they get responses, Ooh. such as this chain. Drama. Some says this movie is a crap because they simply did not understand the character of each role. They must have been used to watch Mr. Bean. Oh, I love Mr. Bean. That sounds like Mario did that comment. And then the response is... Wait, I love for some reason. They leaped to Mr. Bean in 2011, I imagine this comment came out. They're still like, you know, it's a really relevant character to reference in this, right? Mr. Bean. Well, he's showing up in like charity things. Go on. And then the response is, hey, no offense to Mr. Bean, though, sad face. (laughs) (laughs) Good comment, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, I know he wrote that. Uh, And then the next comment is, this movie makes people angry. Look at the comments. We must make love now. (laughs) Oh, that was my comment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A call for sex. We must make love now. The next comment is not a comment. It is some extracts I've taken from the Roger Ebert review. Uh, oh, great. To show us To give a bit of a bit of background, Roger Ebert is well-known, esteemed film critic of America. Yes. He's very well-respected, but he's also had controversial... He had controversial opinions, such as he thought no one would remember Full Metal Jacket because yeah. Platoon came out. Mm. And he also thought that Blue Velvet was one of the worst movies ever because he thought David Lynch exploited the actors in it by making them naked in the movie. And then <laughs> Isabella Rossellini's like... What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I yeah. like being naked. What and, you about? and Zoolander was bad because 9 11 happened. Because 9 11 happened two what? weeks before its release. Oh, and he God. said, This is not a time for comedy. Like oh. like Ben Stiller somehow orchestrated right. this That's whole series of it. Or the one time in which he's like, I quite liked Race to Witch Mountain because I had met Dwayne The Rock Johnson in real life and he made me homemade baked goods. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So yeah, some, and he likes to go on tangents that are just like thoughts he's having. Yeah, like like he watched Baby's Day Out, and he's like, I myself have had a baby, and I do not like the idea of babies being in danger. This movie is terrible. I am scared for babies. He didn't he didn't say that he had a baby, but he was basically having like adult fear, like, oh my god, this baby almost got hit by cars. It's oh, in a no. gorilla. Cage. I drive a car. I don't want to hit a baby on my <laughs> way to work. It's high anxiety, obviously. So uh, the first extract is from a paragraph where, to give some context, he was talking about uh, the location. The house. I had some friends who lived in a modernist (laughs) glass-walled house like this is. Oh, Oh, sorry, like this. And they finally sold it. They were in a wooded area and my pal Marge said it made her feel creepy that that there might be beady little eyes out there. And then quotes, probably some squirrels, I said. That's even worse. What? Two oh, sentences God. later, the sentence after he talks about the beginning of the film, Nicolas Cage comes home, and then the sentence is, he arrives home and is greeted by his architect wife, Sarah Nicole Kidman, yeah. who apparently likes to expose herself to squirrels. What? <laughs> I don't even know what, what, what he's talking about. Well, she's getting her sexy underwear out, maybe. That's yeah, in a room yeah. that's secluded from the windows. But he, yeah. he, he, he brought up squirrels again. Yeah, yeah so just a bit of context. Something Bartek asked me before this episode, hey, Ryan, weird question, but this will relate later. Are there squirrels in this movie? Well, does I anyone said, mention them? No. Maybe we had to no. like, zoom in and see them. In like, the... like, maybe Joel Schumacher's the squirrel. Oh, and squirrel. We just don't yeah, know right, about yeah. it. Like, maybe, I, I haven't seen him recently. Maybe he's turned yeah. into a squirrel. Like, if, if you had a genuine answer, then I would have been like, oh, then those Roger Ebert comments would make no sense. Now, make did sense. Roger Ebert double feature this with Ice Age? <laughs> where the Ice Age movies have that squirrel that's always Scrat. after that's always after the acorn. Oh, right, yeah. Did he mind meld these two movies together? Oh. And he's just like, uh, this and film... it was quite weird in Ice Age Four when well when Ice Age Four was the year ben after Mendel... <sighs> Give me so... a break. <laughs> Maybe it was Rocky and Bullwinkle that he just watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, it was quite weird when Ben Mendelsohn started killing the Ray Romano character. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's you know afraid of squirrels or something. Mm. Go on. And all I have left is an IMDb review. IMDb is great because no one ever monitors them. Mm. So you have people on IMDb who have their own conversations. Like yeah. sometimes we've had ones that are like, and if you disagree with me, here's my phone number. Uh, phone yeah. me up. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. There was actually one review that like was linking to their blog spot where they review movies. Yeah, or mm. one that's like, here's my email. Email me mm. and I'll tell you why you're wrong. And I did, <laughs> and it bounced back because oh, it was no. an e- because it was a review from 1996. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I want to know if this big pond account's oh. still open. Uh, so this review is titled Worst Movie 2011. Oh. It is from the 12th of May 2012, and it is a 2 out of 10 review. What? Wow. I don't understand. Uh, and it has a warning for spoilers. Okay, so if you oh. guys haven't seen the movie... Oh, no, right, damn it. Okay, yeah. Be careful, there's spoilers. Okay. Dan, Matt, are you prepared for spoilers? I'm prepared for spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Them. Spoiler alert. Go on. <clears throat> No story! Oh. One of my worst Apple Store investments. <laughs> investments? <laughs> I just wonder. This person also yeah. randomly capitalizes the first word of some words. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll emphasize it when that happens. Yep. I just wonder why they had Cage and Kidman on the set. <laughs> Must be all about money then. <laughs> and then they do a sad face with like. Five open brackets. Okay, so, many, so like many, 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 many mouths. Yeah. Like many sad mouths. 
Although Cage and Kidman both do a great job. Oh, that's nice. So, you... so why did they do it? They did a great job. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm upset. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you just want to hang in front of the screen, this is probably a good waste of time. You will be able to turn off your brain and check afterwards again if your alarm system is alright or if there is a space for social engineering. What's he on about? They are not leaving the single location oh. of a nice villa oh, God, and the and quote the story is all about opening a safe which <laughs> turns out to be empty anyway all in all the movie was a big disappointment and again a warning that good auteurs do not make a great oh movie God, i'm feeling like this person the way you describe the way you're performing them has Tourette's and i'm waiting for them just to yeah. blast off i'm i'm feeling like they They've got a problem with their keyboard because clearly they're every wonder, second word's or got a they're on one it. of those old people that use the internet and they're like, I have to capitalize <laughs> yeah. words because I was raised in a time in which I guess we were taught to capitalize mm. incorrectly. Well, I guess he did pick some nouns, but he also picked words like if, and in social yeah. engineering, it's kind of awkward that social doesn't have it, but then engineering did. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So that's it? From that's them? all I've got. What year did wow. that come out again? Was the there... review? Yeah. 2012. Wow, so a year, so after. year after. So that Apple investment really didn't pay oh, off. No, <laughs> it hasn't been making money very well, obviously, unfortunately. So, the word worst was also capital. So, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the show. Yeah, this is the end. This is the end. Oh. Goodbye. And then end up saying, <laughs> guys, where can people find your podcast at? Where do you well, guys hide? the easiest place to go is passiveaggressivepodcast.com. Yeah. And that has links to everywhere you can listen. And you can also go to our... Um, uh, I was going to say Twitter, but we're not on Twitter. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Insta Slam. Um, Insta Slam, yes. Okay. Do you uh, ever have an Insta Slam that's about what you posted? <laughs> no, you should do that. You, you definitely should. We're not do very that. good with social media, actually. Where we're, you're like, we're getting better. Uh, Insta Slam this week, we posted, <laughs> we posted something. <laughs> and then you slam yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should do that. That's a good yeah, idea. That's a good idea. I'll yeah. do that next time. Well, April um, Fool's is coming up. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Ooh, oh, la, la. I'll do that. Um, I don't know. Anything else, Matt? Uh, no, we're on YouTube as well. Yes, yeah, that's where I listen to you guys. Oh, okay. yeah, interesting. I'm subscribed to you guys on YouTube. Ah. For some reason, I just keep seeing you pop up on YouTube more often. Right. In so, my brain, I'm like, oh, they're on YouTube. So that's at IMP Productions on YouTube, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's IMP Productions, all yeah. one word, yeah. Or, again, you can just go passiveaggressivepodcast.com and there's a link. Yeah, right and you guys... Post fairly regularly. Well, we're, say, like we're trying every... to do every three weeks at the moment. Yeah, yeah we've okay. been a bit and all over the place. On your the YouTube, past you months. have like little things in between, at least like little yeah. like ten yes. second yep. highlight things. Yeah, a lot of videos between episodes. I know. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to do more on um yeah Instagram mainly. Um, yeah. yeah, so hopefully we'll put some more clips up there so you can check that out if you want to. See what we're yeah, like. Well, it's just passive aggressive podcast on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. And yep. yeah, you can find them at their website and all the links and stuff are there. You guys yep. are on iTunes, I imagine. Yep, Spotify. iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the main Excellent. places you can get your podcasts. Fantastic. <laughs> thanks, guys, cause so much for coming on. Uh, thanks for the invite, dudes. No yeah, problem. Blast yeah, watching. I watching. I could talk about Nicholas Cage. The cage <laughs> endlessly. is unleashed. Yes. Uh, now I can say to Chris when we do our next um, cinematic cage watch. Guess what? I've seen a cage. 
which movie? Yeah. And right. then he'll be like, which one? Should and you'll be like, oh, no. uh-uh-uh. <laughs> you have to listen to this episode. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. To hear my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Should, we should get him to watch this and see what he thinks. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, yeah, get a true. double review. Like, yeah, get double his review. sided yeah. of the review where he's yeah. just like, oh, man, he was a... F- oh, that Joel Schumacher's a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like a pleasure, as always, to be delving into the deep, murky waters of other appreciate masterpieces. Again, a Nicolas Cage experience. We we try to not have Nick on the show as much because he's kind of one of those guys where basically you could look at all of his movies yeah. and We've kind of him. fall down the rabbit hole of Cage. Like I've said in the past that I'm not really... like I like Nick Cage, but I'm not as fascinated by him as the pop culture sphere is, like where you can yeah. get him as a shower curtain or a cushion... <laughs> I've always liked his wacky stuff, but I've always been like, that Nick Cage. It wasn't intentional, but since 2017, we've had one a year. Yeah. Wow. G-Force, G-Force, Vampire's, Vampire's Kiss, Kiss, and this. this. And no more now, until next <laughs> year. Yeah. Um, as always, people, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. You can find us on all the podcasting platforming sites as well, on the social medias, the Twitter, Facebook. We don't have Instagram, because I just haven't been bothered. That's fair enough. <laughs> So you can insta-slam yeah, our lack yeah. of Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, give give us and these guys, you know, the ratings on whatever podcast platforming sites can do that because that's always helpful, guys. You know, it's always good to listen to the people and give feedback. You know, it's always nice to know that you exist. Uh, unless you're Nick Cage, I know that you're a fan of us already. You don't need to express it because then you'd have like an iTunes review that's like five paragraphs long. And he's talking about dinosaur bones. And <laughs> he doesn't even mention our podcast once. And he's just like, and then he's like, and I'm on rollerblades while writing this or something. <laughs> so um, until next time, listening people, um, remember to be kind to each other. Yes, and lock your doors, because if you don't, then some bad men might anatomy of fear you. Are they, are they going to warn them to close their curtains? Because squirrels <laughs> are menacingly well, watching no, no, them. No. Rodri Bird has passed away, so I don't need to give that advice to anyone living in this world. Fair enough. Uh.